Podcast like a motherfucker. Just about the start of the book. <laughs> so I think next, what we should first cover briefly is the army composition rules. So welcome back to Amatime ah, Podcast. Okay. Welcome back. And what we should cover now is the army composition organization rules. So characters and core is normal, right? Like 40, 25. And then you have three extra categories. So you have raiders, which assume is the shooting category. Yeah. And that's 20%. Then you have destroyers, which I don't really know what that is. And it's it's like basically the boat throwers and the okay, ha- so harpoon chariot. So it's like the heavy shooting yeah. is 15%. Yeah. And then the monsters, which is also pretty standard at 30. Yeah. So if we head straight into characters, we have the Dread Prince for 240 points. Mm-hmm. So this is like the, uh, the really fighty elf guy, is what I would assume. Yeah. Right? So he has, uh, I'm not going to go through exactly all of his stats, but he's a normal think, elf with like three points I think of stuff. The, I think the difference you need to go through is okay. is the defensive skill, the offensive skill, yeah. the discipline, and the attacks. So he has five attacks, and he which has... Which is one more than Yeah, normal. like a normal dude. Yeah. And he has offensive eight, which is pretty high, <laughs> but he only has defensive six, so he gets hits pretty easily. And then he has a guilty eight. Which is also normal. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> normal for now, quote unquote. <laughs> so he has uh, he has one uh, like then he has ruthless efficiency, which that is the plus one to one on the first round and lightning reflexes. But he has one special rule which is unique for him, which is the deadly riposte. And this means that if somebody hits him with a natural one, he gets to make an attack back with his own stats on that initiative step. Mm-hmm. So basically, he has like a little bit of that Minotaur warlord thing where he just like spanks people back when they do bad stuff to him. Or when he, they don't do bad stuff, rather. Uh, otherwise, I think for his uh, for his items, he has a pretty standard setup. He can take uh, paired halberd, scrape weapon, and lance. And for mounts, he can only take a horse, a raptor, or a raptor chariot. So no, like, flying monsters or anything for this yeah. guy. So, so this was a different, a little bit of an interesting concept compared to, let's say, the old Dreadprint. So as as we'll get to, um, a lot of the characters are differentiated by the stat line and by the the choice amounts they can take. So the Dread Prince, he is from the background perspective. He's part of the nobility, and the the nobility don't actually go to the academy, but they they kind of go to like private training schools. So this guy, he's he's not he's not um, he's he's dedicated himself to being a killer. He's he's dedicated himself to this kind of path where he can he can literally he can fight anyone. He's he's the duelist character. He's an elf, but he's highly skilled. He's highly trained, and he's able to to kill whoever he wants. And and his focus is on offense, not defense. He he wants to kill you before he's killed, and this is kind of reflected in the offensive skill and the attacks. So where he's he's not as much of a leader. He's he's more aggressive in combat. He's he's better offensively, but 
not as good defensively as, let's say, like a Highborn Elf Prince. Do, do the Highborns have uh, seven? Seven, or? seven, yeah. So, so that was kind of the background perspective on this. And obviously, we didn't want to eat into the Beastmaster, yeah. where he can ride kind of the, the bigger monsters. I think that's quite interesting that, uh, like, the first thing that struck me was the fact that you have, like, the Elven Prince, and he can't ride the dragon. Yeah. Like, that, that I thought was quite interesting, that yeah. you had to take, like, a special character to take the monster. So, we'll get to that with the Beastmaster, but yeah. I think what's yeah. important to notice is that this this Dread Prince has dedicated himself to the path of the warrior. Like, yeah, like a single combat, yeah, almost. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being, like, a... A single combat character, whereas the Beastmaster has dedicated himself to training monsters. He's not as good in combat, but he's better at riding monsters, better at synergizing with all the monsters in the list. Yeah, this guy I used in most of my playtesting games, and he's pretty good. I started with a Beastmaster for like two or three games, and then I was like, alright, now stick one of these guys on a Raptor, put him in a Dread Knight unit. I'm gonna give him the paired weapon. The name's gone now. What's the... Uh, last the, one the, uh, the one with the extra the attacks, attacks touch, maybe? Yeah, the lacerating so touch. So he gets yeah. eight attacks? So, yeah, he's on eight attacks. He's, like, hitting on twos. He's wounded on probably trees or twos. And then, like... But he, he's, he's still in strength four. <laughs> yeah, but you're charging into a unit of, like, things, like, normal stuff. like. So he's strength four with plus one. You're hitting... You're wounded most things on trees. Like. Yeah, but, like, lightning reflect this means you can go a great <laughs> weapon, right? Yeah, but it's fine. He's in the unit of 10 knights. Like, it's pretty good. I think it's good. But I like as well the way they look like they're differentiating it, the elf princes, whereas before they looked to be kind of... Obviously, I don't know what they're going to do with the other two books, but... Yeah, but yeah, I, I like, think that's a good a good point, right? Like, the, it's important that it's not just, like, the same entry, but in different books, because then you get that problem yeah. where people compare it too much, right? Where it's like, oh, I have a prince, but he can't take this, or whatever. Like, this book can do yeah, that. Yeah, you don't have if it was Dread Prince and he's basically the same as a Highborn Prince, except he has, say, Ruthless Efficiency, it's like, all right, I'm just going to cross compare constantly. Yeah, you're dead yeah. Right. yeah, you've also got to, like, placate the Highborn Elf guys because they are absolutely good. They are, like, the snowflake community of Ninth Age, so. <laughs> can't give them an alert excuse to moan. Yeah. Sorry, I guess Mo and I just started trading beers right now. Yeah. Like, I didn't like this one. Yeah. Henry doesn't like, <laughs> I guess, the sour look or... I don't know, whatever this one is, it's nasty. I've <laughs> never seen you be fussy about a drink before. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually hoping Henry would bite there, but he's too busy. Hey, Sorry. When you been too fussy? Busy, too busy trading beers. What, what did you say first? Uh, it doesn't matter now. You missed the moment. <laughs> he's talking. He, he's talking about high high house players whinging while you were whinging about your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Doesn't the lightning reflexes mean he can take the great weapon with the fucking crippling frost and just poo on people? He loses the plus one to hit, but yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he strikes agility. Yeah. Even but, with the, I thought the lightning reflexes helps. Uh, it cancels that. out the always strike last or whatever, but you lose the plus one to hit. Yeah, so so like basically, if you don't have a great weapon, you get to hit a little bit better. But if you do have a great weapon, you still get to hit that agility eight. Yeah, so he gets to hit at agility eight and use the frost bonus. Yeah, I think yeah. I think what's most interesting is that the the frost bonus 
um, work combos well with deadly repost because it's yeah. not, it's like an extra hit if there's any ones that are rolled and you get a hit. Yeah, it's an I mean, he's he's a duelist, so every time that you fucking touch, it's it's just when you touch them, you don't even have to fucking wound them. So yeah. every tap is a, is another yeah. attack your opponent just lost. It's pretty strong. From, yeah. from you guys who have uh, playtested this, like, uh, how often do you did you find that the deadly repulse actually came into play? Uh, I don't think we playtested this. I think this came in right at the end. Okay. No, I was there for a bit, but it, it comes in sometimes. Yeah, but people it, usually don't hit him unless it's a duel. Like, so it's basically yeah. a duel thing because otherwise you're not going to hit the one up four up character. You're just going to slap the guys around them. Like, I think this came in at like the very end of playtesting. We had two weeks. Uh, I've never never used it. We had. But no. it, the other thing is it has to be in a duel so like if, if you're just a, a normal guy it doesn't really matter yeah like people people never attack like with empire halberd guys into a prince no. so when, when of course when your choice is basically five up guys or a prince has got some armor it's like a no-brainer yeah yeah that's oh, true I, I was so it's, it's a nice thing to have for if he goes dueling with chosen lord or something so, so James, if if you've run him a few times, what builds would you use? So I always had him on a raptor, with paired weapons, the lacerating touch, um, death cheater, I think it was, and where's my list gone? There, I had yeah, death cheater. Actually, I put him on a horse so that he could charge out and cowboy on his own, if he wanted. Death cheater and lacerating touch, and he came in at. Four, four, five. Before I don't know why he's now. He's yeah, he's four ninety four, four forty for like he's move or advance nine on a horse, standing near the raptors, so he can run out like and kill things himself. Cool. Yeah, or he can go. So five five hundred points. It's all right. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, four fifty. Very killing five hundred points. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you charge him into a unit of like normal infantry, he's gonna kill like six or seven of them probably because it's like twos and twos into like yeah. toughness or res three guys for me the build is you take crippling frost uh, you take uh, the ring that gives you the minus two offensive kill so you're being hitting on four, you're being hit on fours your minus and then you get the four up four up from destiny's call and then you can take or leave them out depending on where you want them to be so for exactly 200 points, you get minus however many attacks, minus three def uh, offensive skill, so that makes up for your defensive skill six. There's, there's not really any characters that are above, like, eight. Uh, so you've been hitting on fours, you're losing all the wounds, and you've got a four up, four up. Yeah, I, I think that's also a solid build as well. Whether, yeah, you, whether you take it mounted or not, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Yeah, yeah this is like just, where you want to deliver him. Yeah, well, De Destiny's probably the foot up, foot up, so the mount is optional. He's not adding anything apart from speed or what unit he's going to be in. Yeah, okay, so uh, maybe the next entry? Yeah, so next up we have the Beastmaster. So he's, uh, well, he's an elf and he has uh, only offensive, defensive uh, five. 
Uh, then he has some interesting, uh, he has four attacks uh, at agility seven and strength four and AP one, but then he has some interesting special rules. So he cannot be stomped uh, always. Then he has the crack and hide and heavy armor. So he starts off, if he's on foot, he starts off on a four plus. Uh, then he has a special rule called Willbreaker's Craft. And uh, what this means is that you have, if you have a gigantic mole within 12 of a dude with this, they uh, all their uh, discipline tests are subject to minimized rolls. So he helps all your gigantic dudes stick around. Uh, then he also uh, gives all the gigantic moles maximized rolls on their stomp attacks when they're within 12. And uh, let's see. Yeah, then if other people are stomping you, they also are subject to minimize stomp as well. Yeah. So you really like <laughs> place havoc with all the uh, all the monsters that are on you. And then for uh, for items and special things, he can only have 150 points of special items. He can have a pair of weapons, halberd, and a lance, and he can have basically. All the mounts. So you can have a horse, a pegasus, a raptor, a raptor chariot, a manticore, or a dragon. Yeah. So so I think I think um, obviously with the beastmaster you you probably want to take a mount. Yeah. But there's also like a lot of incentive to to yeah to, not, to be on foot. Yeah, because he cannot be stomped and he has the crack and hide. Yeah. So you already have a four plus. You can take a shield. For three plus, you can take Willow's Ward, let's say, for two plus. Yeah. Um, so there's, and you can't be stopped. So there's actually quite a lot of incentive to take him on foot as well. Yeah. And that's that was also a design choice. Yeah. So as as I said before, with the the Dread Prince, like the Beastmaster is is a noble that's taken a different path to the Dread Prince. Okay. So where the Dread Prince is a combat character who. Who is a duelist who wants to kind of go out and and lead, lead the troops by example? The beastmaster is a different kind of leader. He yeah. he's a he's a he, dog person. Yeah, he's he's a dog guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dog guy. He's he's got his kennels of yeah, of uh, beasts and and harpies <laughs> and everything, and he's making the packs for the dragons. Yeah. So so maybe I should just uh, read through what the Manticore and the Dragon does because yeah. this is the the entry right. So so the Manticore is a large uh, beast which has uh, six twelve on the ground and eight sixteen when it flies, uh, and it's only actually on a fifty times fifty base. It's it's quite a small base yeah. for for a good monster, and it gives you an armor as rest five. This this is a small change because we, okay. it used to be on a fifty by hundred. Yeah, exactly. And you can put him on a 50 by 100 uh, as an upgrade, and then he gets like D3 stomps instead of just one. I would like to say that, that is probably one of my most favorite changes. You're welcome. Uh, giving him the 50 by 50 option. Yeah, it's uh, really like it. Big fan. He was previously on 50 by 50, but my guy's actually based on 50 by 50, and I just wish to rebase him. So I'm actually really happy with that. Cool. So, so another like, change, just saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, like like most of the ones so far. I, 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 <laughs> and, and seems like uh, he's he's just claiming, isn't he? He he didn't do any of this. <laughs> I, I just want to see when when the when the forums get on this and everybody's complaining about stuff. Are they all going to be Henry P. Miller changes? <laughs> <laughs> Henry basically done the front cover, and that's it. It's gonna be my face. Exactly. <laughs> 
But I, I think what the, an important rule I didn't say is that it, it has uh, sent the blood this model, so so it gets to charge even further a lot of times actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you, so yeah. a lot of times you'll be charging on advanced nine with flying instead of uh, advanced eight. Yeah. And uh, That's pretty good. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shape before. So then, uh, then we also have the dragon, and the dragon is limited to zero point one uh, for the army, and this is on a fifty by hundred, not yeah. a fifty fifty, which would be funny. <laughs> uh, so it has a six twelve on ground and seven fourteen when it flies. So it's a standard dragon. Yeah, exactly, and I think the stats are a standard dragon as well. Exactly, exactly the same. Yeah, it has a flaming breath weapon, nothing weird there, but it has one rule which is new, and that's the meeting of minds. Mm -hmm. uh, so. This means that you get sent the blood, so you get to charge further, and uh, that you also treat all friendly beasts models as insignificant. Yep. So how does this come into effect? Okay, so the background for dragons is that dragons are not like beasts that you tame. No. Dragons, dragons um, are kind of sentient animals that if they want to make an alliance with, let's say, an elf, they will choose to make an alliance with an elf. Yeah. It's not something that you that the elf can like whip them into submission or or like, dominate them. It's it's a meeting of minds. It's two two beings that have the same goals or the same attitude or the same character. Yeah, they're buddies. Uh, that sounds like a love buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so two, two sides of the heart. Exactly, Jing and Yang. Yeah, so it's it's a little it's a little different to maybe the old Dreadelf background where the beastmasters were like taming the dragons and yeah. forcing them to work for them. Yeah. But a dragon is not is in, in the Ninth Age. The, the dragons cannot be tamed. They that makes sense. They're a little bit more. They're more sentient. They're more um, dominant themselves. Like if you're a dragon and like well. I, I don't want I don't want to work with the elves. I'm just gonna fly off. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much you can do about that. Yeah. Like you can't whip them into into submission. So so this is kind of um harking towards okay, well the Beastmaster and the Dragon have some kind of symbiotic relationship and the Beastmaster has this kind of personality that is working like, okay, I'm dominant over beasts. So beast models are insignificant, mm. and I'm I have this kind of like this bloodthirsty nature because I'm a a bloodthirsty beastmaster, and the dragon maybe brings this as well. So that's why the meetings of minds make sense, and I I, th I think this is going to be something that travels through all the elven books at least, maybe even so in future the warriors. Is it kind of like the the gianty giant dude type yeah, thing? Yeah, hundred percent. So. So in, e in each of the Elven books, there's going to be some kind of meeting of minds, which is indicative of that relationship between yes. the dragon and the elf. Okay. That's quite good. Yeah. So, so, so like a highborn elf one, like maybe they both like wearing dresses or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Reduce movements because you can't run as fast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so I think I think the Beastmaster there's a lot of interesting builds that you can do with it. Obviously, we talked about the Beastmaster's whistle. So yeah. having sent a blood <laughs> on the dragon, giving you like advance eight, but then re-rolling that or maximize roll on the on yeah. the charge is is quite is quite interesting. 
And um, obviously the maximize stumps for your own dragon is also really good. Yeah. Having played this before, it's fantastic. It works really well. <laughs> Henry P. Miller. James. Henry P. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is also one of my suggestions. Yeah, just say. <laughs> you know, I'm into the dragons. So, uh... so let's make the dragon zero to two. <laughs> I have a I have a question about the um, about some of the global stuff. So you've got ground movement and fly movement. Yeah. But why would you pick ground movement? If you're walking into a forest so you don't take dangerous terrains, for example, or uh, okay. you sometimes you can't fly. Like the vermin swarm have a storm banner that turns off fly. Okay, okay. Or if you're pursuing, I think you have to use ground movement. Correct. It's, there's sometimes you're tied to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but preferred doesn't really. But all the matters if they flee. Yeah. Or the the one for the warriors, I think, is faster on the ground. No, yeah. the one, the one so it's a chunky yeah. dragon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's lower in the air because it's scared of feldakes because feldakes have hatred against fly. That is yeah. stuff. I'm not even making that up. Correct. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, because so, faster because they're scared of them. So obviously, there's a big change there between like the, the prince not being able to ride yeah. a dragon yeah. and uh, I hope I hope that people can understand that the beastmaster is the, the now the dragon rider yeah but obviously there's a lot of synergies there it's obvious and, and I think usually it's the dragon that does all the damage anyway yeah so not having the prince on the dragon it also makes it cheaper yeah because this this guy currently is like the beastmaster by himself is 210. Yes, so he's he's a cheap guy, a cheap hero. So I, I've, I've actually tried this guy in a all infantry army, and wouldn't rule him out an all infantry army because the minimized bombs is is really good. Um, I quite liked him in, in an all infantry army. I, I actually this is guy I tried the the halberd enchantment on and dropped the the halberd enchantment on uh, as well. Um, but I think he's he's actually reasonably viable in infantry army as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think it can work quite well on foot. Okay. That's cool. Like the thing I thought yeah. about when I saw this and a lot of the other items is that this book really seems to promote like monster mash. Like it's uh, to me when I look at it, a lot of the things are like oh I'm gonna make all my monsters within twelve better. I'm gonna like do all these things to work together. It's not so much I'm gonna have one dragon and nothing else. It's like I'm, I'm taking this, and then if I take all these other monsters, they're also gonna be better. So I might as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the playstyle that that the dread elves are promoting. Yeah. Okay. But I think it promotes that and the MSU infantry. It doesn't just promote one or the other. Yeah. Both are good. I think dread elves also had a kind of monster mash, and yeah. still going on, and so I don't I don't disagree that that should be. Else. Okay, yeah. so let's move on to the next one. So next we have like the the leadership of the legate kind of character. So he has a legion legate. So he has discipline ten, which is one higher than the most of the other characters. But he only has uh, defensive and offensive six, and only three attacks. Uh, he has agility seven, and he comes with heavy armor base. And uh, then he can be the BSP. And if he, he has 100 points of special items, and if he's a general, if that goes up to 150, he can take the Kraken height, so he can go up to, I guess, a 1 plus or a 2 plus on foot pretty Correct. easily. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, a spear, a halberd, pair of weapons, and lance. And the mounts you can take is a horse, raptor, pegasus, a chariot, raptor chariot, as well as the manticore. So, again, not the dragon. So, I, I know, Fraz, that you have a lot of opinions about this character, so maybe you want to go first? Yeah, I, I, I have a... Obviously, I'll just admit it. It's a very strong opinion on this guy. I think this guy bloats the character section. I think he's a waste of space. I really dislike that he's here, um, especially because he has literally a clutch weapon in the book for him, in the spear item. is a clutch artifact that only he can take just to try and make him viable. Um, he's taking Discipline 10 off the prince just to make him viable. For me, he just bloats in the character section and creates issues um, that don't really need to be there. Um, the only reason I would ever take him, and I, ha- and I have taken him, is for Discipline 10 in like an MMU army or as just a cowboy that you put on a manticore with academy trained so you get Saint of Blood and Academy trained on it. So you've got like a, what, moving 10 manticore. And you take two of them, and they're like three hundred and thirty points each. Okay, uh, so, I, I, so, so allow, allow me to justify this from a background perspective, and then talk a little bit more about the design. So, from a background perspective, this is kind of your where where the Dread Prince is is like the nobility in the in the in the Republic. He's like privately trained. He's a he's a combat character. He's like he's a duelist. And the Beastmaster, at the same time, he's like privately trained. He's a noble. He's he's chosen the path of of uh, of the Beastmaster. He basically he devotes all his time to training beasts. This guy is someone from the the common people who has risen through the ranks of the Legion, through the Academy, who's become a leader and a and a thinker. So he's kind of your your disciplinarian guy who who sits at the back and commands the troops rather than like a frontline yeah. combat character. So what you're saying the other people are like born into privilege and this yeah. guy is like earned this way up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's like I only have free attacks because my blood isn't as pure, but I'm really good at leading people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like a, a massive lefty. I should love this guy, but I just think he, I just think he totally bloats. And he just cause, he causes more problems than he solves. So so let let me try and let me try and resolve it from a design point of view. So so this this guy there's a lot of uses for him because of the if he's the general, he has 150 points of items. So this gives you loads of different builds on him. With, with 100 points of items, you can easily take a spear, a willow's ward. Yeah. Uh, a, a basalt infusion, a the, the mash of slaughtery. There's there's loads of different options you can take. You can have one plus. You can have mash of slaughtery. You can have two plus five plus. There's there's lots of different options you can take. And then thought, with the general, we, you get the legion legate option with the ring, which adds the battle focus to your judicators if if that's the way you want to go. And and alternatively, you can also, as you say, play him as a cowboy. There's loads of different builds that you can use on a on a Pegasus or a Chariot or a Manticore, and and this can give you your your academy synergy, a lot of mobility, which allows you to play your academy units like very wide, and move the Legion Legate around to kind of boost those units in in a way that you need to use them. 
and and also as as I alluded to when we discussed the the chariots earlier, is that you can have two of these guys in a unit of chariots, and make that chariot unit academy trained as well. So so let me hear what your thoughts are after that, Fraz. My point is that he's totally useless. My point is <laughs> my point is he's been shoehorned and he like he's had the discipline train taken off the trains. He is I, I think he's totally useless as a standard player because his main selling point is discipline ten. So in an MMU unit where you're going to be played in bubble of either the like eighteen inch anti core or like a twelve inch bubble, he has a use only is given discipline ten and a one up. And then he's just if if you then spam him as a as a manticore unit, like if you had maybe a no, matic amount manticore zero to two, it'd be better. But you can just take him as a naked manticore, have advanced ten, this guy charging about. I just feel like he's totally shoehorned in and I think it shows like if he wasn't in this book, would you miss him? If you gave the discipline ten to the prince, would you? But, but I, I feel like in, I feel like if, if you give discipline ten to the prince, it would be more auto include than it is now. No, I don't. I for me, no. The prince had it at the start, and people didn't take it at the start. Yeah, for me, the prince is bottom choice out of all the characters, including this assassin. He's like the. I will never play that prince. I'm telling you that right now. As soon as I have a choice, it will go. And and I'm if I don't take an adept as a general, I'll go to Legion Legate for Discipline Ten, literally only for Discipline Ten, nothing else. And then it'll go to Beastmaster for minimized and maximized stomps. And then the arse end of it will be this prince who well he'll he'll, he'll fight somebody if they're there, or he'll blend units, which Dread Elves do fine because he's plus one to hit and plus one to wound. Like for me, he just pushes the Dread Prince out. So why is he there? He's just shoehorned in. He's a complete waste of space. I, I think his <laughs> issue with like not being so exciting is the next guy. So if we move on to the next guy, we can probably like compare yeah. the two then. Yeah, because they're both BSB options. People yeah. are sick of hearing that. So uh, no, so, just they're both BSB options, so they're comparable. Like it's yeah. So the next guy is the Temple Legate. So he is he is a, like slightly worse when it comes to uh, to fighting and stats. So he has a defensive five and offensive five instead of six, and he has agility six. So his special rules is that he has a four plus ages against uh, melee attacks. That he always has battle focus, and uh, he has a rule called uh, professional courtesy, which means that he cannot. Uh, uh, join a temple militants unit that only that already has another of himself. Like I think um, we're obviously recording this a little bit um, in advance. I think yeah. this will change to temple legates cannot join units that contain another temple legate. Yeah, that seems much more reasonable. Yeah, uh, and then so then he's a little bit interesting because he has so he can take a BSP. And he has 100 points of special items. But then he has two different upgrades that are free, but he has to choose one of them. So both of them are wizard adepts. And the first one is that he becomes a divination wizard. And uh, units in base contact with him suffers minus one to hit against models that use the blades of Darag. 
So what this means is that uh, they probably suffer minus one to hit against him, and uh, if he's in a temple militant unit, they suffer minus one to hit against them as well. And then the other option is the Warsmith, and then he becomes a Wizard of Alchemy. And uh, then a unit which has uh, at least armor four, uh, that's a base card with him, must reroll successful armor saves uh, when uh, they're fighting. And his weapon options are Halberd, Paired Weapons, and Blades of Darag for free. And no no mod options, so always on foot. Isn't Blades of Darag kind of a no-brainer with this? Like, why would you go take yeah. all these bonuses for Blades of Darag and be like, Nah, I'm going to take a Halberd. I, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take the Halberd with plus If you one. want a different enchantment. Yeah. So if you want I, I was, I was running, I was running this guy with the Halberd in the playtesting. But now it's 20 points instead of 10 points. Yes. It's quite expensive. A little bit too I, expensive. I was the same as Henry. Steven, the Halberd, 5 points. And you can put them in, you put in Temple Guards, you can put them in Dead Guards, whatever. The Halberd and Pure Bait was for both 5 points each. Uh, I, I was taking an option like more often than not. Obviously, when I'm in the militants, I wasn't. But now, when it's 20 points, like, as plus one strength, plus one OP, plus 20 points. And then yeah. are you going to get the pride of... of yeah, so is that worth points? 55 points? No, so it's, nah, it's, it's way too expensive. I, th I think the Halberd and Ped Weapons is too expensive. Yeah. Ped Weapons it's, especially. I mean, like, you, Blades of Derek is friggin' free. Yeah. And you get the yeah. and you get these free bonuses. It's like his character bonuses. Yeah. See for this. Why would you not take that? See for this, um, this, this entry, right? The reason professional courtesy was here was because playtesting is like Death Star isn't supposed to be. Yeah, you have both. So you would put two Temple Legates and a unit of Temple Militants. So your mines went hit and your real and successful armor save. Then you put uh, the big altar in and the unit was basically a Death Star. So fair enough, professional courtesy. But then this change to close combat weapons was literally just rules team went. Uh, well, that means they need to go up as well. It was literally based on nothing, and yeah. it'll probably balance out though in like one update or so, maybe. Like, yeah, then, I, I would, I would hope that the weapon options come down well, in price I've, because it's way too expensive. I've actually looked at every PlayStation report that's got a temple league in since, and nobody has taken an upgrade in any PlayStation report since. I think though, for the first few. Well, personally, anyway, for the first few like beta updates or playtesting things, it's more about the concepts of the units and like the like yeah, really. uh, the rules and stuff. Like the points can be squeezed out or whatever. But it's like if there's something that's blatantly bent, like if Temple yeah. Gates get to teleport yeah. across the board, you're like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is which is why I, I totally agree with the professional courtesy rule. You were starting to build a Death Star, and it was a bit yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was it, getting messy. Um, because you could put in the two of them, and then you could put in like a, a Dread Prince or something, and then you just have this really stupid unit from Core. Yeah. Well, I I used one of these the whole time with the divination one, so the Battle Oracle, and it was yeah. really fun because it gives minus one to hit, which is for combat only. But then you could pair it with. I used to have the militants with a temple banner thing or a academy banner. And then there's like the shooting unit later have like other abilities that pair with that, and it like you get the stack minus one effects, and it's really really good. The, the way I, I kind of like to play it was similar. I had the, the Nevada 
in the temp uh, the temple militants. So your minus one to hit. Uh, you had the crossbow guys that we'll get to, but then you had the plus two defensive skill spell from Div. So you're basically defensive skill five minus two to hit, and that kind of helps. Not really, it's not as good, but it kind of helps. If the dancer's been gone. And it kind of replaces that unit. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel in general about the the fact that you can have like a, a semi combat character with an age of save built in that's also the BSB and also a caster? Yeah, like that seems yeah, really I, good I, to I, me. I, I run it at three hundred and thirty points in every every list. I think I've had one of these guys on with as a BSP in every list. He's really good. It's like the master counter tower from the high boner of space. Yeah, he's, he's I similar. Think it, it's probably a little bit too good, maybe. Yeah, well, it, he's similar level for me as the master counter tower because what he gives up in magic, he makes up for in combat. So he's yeah. better in combat, but he's not as good at casting because he's not got three spells and whatever. Yeah, I think he's just a bit of an auto include, but. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's, 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 no, I, I was I was running this in my list as the general, not as the BSP. Yeah, but you were playing oh, no why? BSP. Which I was playing totally no BSP. Ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No, no BSP is really quite viable when you when we get into it. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll get there. Okay. So uh, so let's move on to the warlock outcast. Which is the the powerful wizard of the year? It's a very, I think, a very fast contentious uh, oh, entry. So. Right. so this is uh, he comes in base three hundred eighty points currently. So he has an elf stat line. He has defensive uh, four and offensive four, a guilty five, strength three, resilience three. Uh, he has notably not a leader. And he always is a wizard master, and he has a rule called irresistible will. So Irresistible Will means that all the spells that he casts uh, increases the casting value of plus one. So you need to meet one higher than normal to cast stuff. So basically cancels out with yeah, master. Yeah, exactly. But the spelling rules suffer minus two penalty against all the spells that he casts. And he can, uh, or they can have Cosmology, Occultism and Witchcraft as the path uh, that they can choose. Uh, so for items, they can have uh, Blades of Darug, they can take uh, Light Armor to get some armor enchantment, I assume. They always get uh, up to 200 special item, and they can take a horse, a raptor, a pegasus, manticore, as well as a dragon. So you can put in a dragon here as well, which is quite interesting. So from a, from a background perspective, um, the Warlocks are um, remnants of the Hyvern Elf um, mages. So when when the when the two republics split some some time ago, um, there was like a faction of, of wizards who were kind of outcasts from the Highborn Elf society because they were practicing these dark arts. And then when they when they kind of reached Selexia and the Daphne Republic, they were also kind of viewed as like okay, these guys are a little bit too far away from what we want to do. So they're also going to be outcasts from our society as well. Okay. So they get so yeah, they're basically hated by all the elves okay. because of the practice of occultism and witchcraft is essentially what oh, okay. what was happening. So they got outcast of their society as well. So now they live in the fringes, and 
but at the same time, there's no real um, in the in the Dathan Republic. There's no real magic uh, schools. Everything is done by the temple, as you've seen with the temple legate. Okay. So all the magic is is learnt in the temple. It's a pretty like religious type. Yeah, of? exactly. Whereas in in the in the Republic or in the I guess it's like a a kingdom for the high elves, but high one elves. <laughs> They have these two colleges of magic, which is training their wizards. However, in in the in the Dathan Republic, they don't have these colleges of magic. So all like the the really good spellcasters are kind of pushed to the fringes. Yeah. And the the Republic realizes that they need to use these wizards in the military to be successful, but they don't really want to trust them with leadership. So they they employ them as mercenaries, and they kind of bring them into the army and say, okay, well you can. Join the army and we'll give you this or we'll pay you this, but they they don't really want to make them the leaders of the army. So so this is why they have the the not a leader idea, yeah. but they're still like really powerful spellcasters. Makes sense. Yeah. So so Fraz, <laughs> let's dig into it. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, I really strongly. I was going to say this like, but I actually hate this guy like so much. Um, for me, the, the paths he's been given are the weaker paths that you had in Red Elves. Um, from a from the way I like to play them anyway, point of view, like Div and Alchemy were your big buff paths that encouraged kind of more MMU with the altar playstyle. Now you've got Witchcraft, which is a more MSU occultism. Probably MSU Cosmo, which is I just don't like Cosmo. I think these are the three lower impact uh, paths that you had, especially now that the has gone. I, I don't think there's been any any attempt within the book to make occultism playable because you can't play a peg, you can't play a manticore, you've got no way to boost ranges, and. Uh, We'll touch on it later, but dancers, which were the main synergy, are gone. Um, Cosmos very meh. I've never turned up to a table and been disappointed that somebody has Cosmo. Um, and witchcraft's decent, but witchcraft changes to acolytes. Uh, you don't have the Yuma acolytes, which we'll get onto. I just uh, none of these paths really excite me. Not a leader really disappoints me you're an elf why would you not want to be led by a wizard master the, the magical race he um, just explained that though blades I, I don't care blades <laughs> <laughs> I don't care <laughs> blades of Garag what a waste of time your strength 3 AP 0 there's no way to put him in the front line to even try and make occultism viable I, I, just, there's, I could sit here Literally for a full two-hour podcast and just bitch and moan about this guy, I properly hate him. And right. that's that's not to say he's not viable. He, I think he is. He's mm-hmm. all right. But can't you uh, sacrifice from nearby units though? For the call? No, but the thing is, his ranges are too short for uh, his ranges too them. short. Like, yeah, exactly. It's okay. more about the grave calls, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. you get yeah. no grave calls. You can't use mark for them. Not that the familiar. But, but you, you can you can mount him on a manticore, a pegasus, and a dragon, and and have that kind of mobility that you have the the short range. 
no, the thing is, why is there no familiar anymore? Is the main question, I guess. Right, Henry, yeah, I but the Pegasus, not viable. Manticore, not viable. Dragon, way less viable because you've two fucking strength three attacks. Who gives a fuck about two strength three attacks? Who cares? You used to be able to have like more action reaping. I, I I run a dra- I run a dragon mage in ETC with what, I'm one going to strength three attack. Yeah, yeah, the dragon doesn't yeah, work, right? Yeah. Fair enough, but the, the old one used to fight and be able to cast spells, that's totally gone now. And then the other thing is, Dread Elves were like one of the armies that could play double master easily. You That's just totally deleted now. Like you used to have one of the only armies that could play double master. You can't even do that. Never mind want to do it. I, I honestly... Just stop me now. I'm just going to keep going on. And on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I agree. I agree with the respect that you you probably there probably should be paired weapons on this guy because oh, then yeah. then he can take hero's heart or yeah. other options. Hero's heart is very but, but I mean, I I was I was arguing for paired weapons on this guy, but the design team didn't agree with me. So oh, well. so that that's that's not something that. Like I, I agree with you 100% that this guy should be able to have a paired weapons to make him more of a combat threat. Even on foot, it would be it would make more sense because of so what, the lacerating touch and things like that. What's the fluff reason that he can't fight? What What's the fluff reason? I I agree. I agree. I'm I'm not just I'm not disputing that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean based on based on the story, it's because he isn't part of the. He has useless efficiency. He has, he hasn't yeah he has ruthless efficiency which is a good oh, point. Oh that that's a lie. Oh, I, honestly just stop now. I'm going to fucking run. And <laughs> I ask why why there's no familiars because in one of the ninth scrolls they were spoiled I think and there was four different familiars or three different. Yeah so like, so we we went we went yeah, with so we went with that and um, we looked yeah, at it to start with but it was it was deemed like too complex and. Yeah I, I I get that it was quite complex and fair enough after the ID debacle. Yeah, fair. But what's wrong with if a familiar gives you plus six inch range? Okay, yeah, but this, this, what about this? What about the irresistible will, like special fucking thing? Like that drove me crazy playing against yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really matter that he can't hit me because you 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 play him you play him in a way that he doesn't fight. But, but Alec, the, the other thing is you've already got minus one a modifier on current dread elves. And you can take two masters. You can take him as a frontline combat character. You can take him as your general, and yeah. you and also you can have an alchemy, which are well better paths than these three. Well, apart from a cosm at the time, because you could have a familiar. But but yeah. I I don't think it's fair to compare it to the current drills because it's, just, this, it's a different like argument, it, yeah. It's, it's not like this is not an update, right? Like it's a yeah, it's, it's a new, different it's book. New. So I I think I agree with Alex in this case that like the irresistible will is super powerful as a rule, and it's just I I agree with you to an extent, but I've never played Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I've bought my army based on Ninth Age, based on the Ninth Age books. I used to be able to take five paths. I had a really strong magic phase. I could play double wizard. I could play way better magic phases now. I could play more synergetic magic phases than now. That's all been taken away. Why? That, to me, this is this is one of the major things that makes me want to sell my demo. Is this entry? 
if, if, if I had to pick one thing, it'd be this one entry. I think it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, th- I think as well, like, I mean, the design team did what they could with the guidelines oh, they no, got. I, I'm not, so the, I'm not the, It was the guidelines that really kind of indicated what magic paths we could choose. Totally fine. I, I think this guy's really good, though. I'm yeah, going like to rewind back to the, the feedback said, this wasn't a popular fucking decision and the feedback said, this was, this was like, there was, wasn't just me moaning about this. The feedback said, and the feedback what said was, oh, well, background said so. Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can always, you can always change the background. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> hadn't actually even been written then. So who, so what? So fucking what? You know, I, I think what, like the interesting thing is that like for me, just like with James, like I, I look at this and I'm like, well, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. It's so really, really th- good. This was one of those, before especially we with cosmology when you're reducing the spells by one. No, I, I think it's hamstringed to witchcraft. I don't like occultism on it because the ranges are too short and I think they need a familiar. And I also don't like the fact that it's a warlock because warlock makes me think of a man and everyone knows that dread elves are naked women. <laughs> Whoa, like all these like, gender stereotypes, like James? Jesus. Jesus. Like, we're going to have to cancel you, dude. No, it's fine because Ninth Age isn't in 2020. Yeah. So, I, I, I a couple of that. decades to go there. But let me ask let me ask another thing because uh, if the Temple Legate, um, like, Battle Oracle Warsmith stuff <laughs> helps, like, Nah. Make make it more palpable because you have the you still have like five no 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 paths not of diversity. For for me, I would always take a well when I was running double master, it'd be a protism and dev. And you could take dev, you can take two or three buffs and two magic missiles. Now from dev you get one magic missile max. You compare it you combine it with another adept, you've got maybe lash. So you've got two buffs and, and two magic missiles, which are probably ones going to be stoppable in each case, instead of just having div where you've got is, two is good it, buffs. Is it just a neuron strike that you're missing, Fraz? No, no, definitely not. Uh, other, like, so you go to div, right? Um, div could be supported by an occultism adept, and you could have dancers with, you then have toxic breath weapon, three up ages, or reroll to hit, or you would take um, reroll to wound from the H spell. So whatever spell you off, you, going back to the web, this is why I'm playing Greed Warriors, is from Dancers, is whatever buff you get off, you just choose the other weapon. And then you've got either a Toxic Breath weapon or a 3-up Aegis. So, so like what, you're, what you're saying is like the versatility and the synergy with the magic is, is harder with this? There's, there is no versatility because you've you, half your choices in outcast or occultism is not a choice. That's not even viable. And Cosmo is very meh. For me, the warlock out, outcast is straight away on witchcraft, and you're basically just choosing your support and adept. And then for me now, what the acolytes you can't play them in five. We'll get there. You can't play them in five man units uh, as a support and adept. They're they're not viable. Why? It's a five-man unit. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, but as a five-man unit, support and adept, they're not viable. So I, I think before before we like let's let's get there before we talk about it. To be honest, so let's yeah. uh, let's move on to the silent assassin. 
and I think like uh, like this this one is quite interesting because it's it's quite different than moving back to something that people a lot of people are requested. So this dude clocks in at uh, 195 points. And you can have two of them in the army, and he has defensive offensive seven. He has base three attacks and uh, agility nine. So he's gonna strike first. He also has base AP three, so quite a lot more. He also has not leader because he's an assassin. And then he has like all the special rules in the whole world. So let's start <laughs> with let's start with strike from the shadows, which is the most important one. So you don't deploy this dude, or you like you cannot at all deploy him normally. So instead, at the start of any player turn, so that's your like opponent's or your opponent's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the beginning of any turn, basically, uh, you may choose to deploy him inside an unengaged friendly standard infantry unit that's not fleeing. So it's not like he's just standing there. It's not in combat. It's not playing. And if you don't deploy him before game turn four, he's considered dead. And you cannot have more than one of these units, like one of these models in the same unit. So moving on to his other stuff, he has artistry of death, so he gets plus one to wound on all turns. He gets multiple wounds too against all characters. Uh, lightning reflexes and paired weapons. He also has universal poison attacks on everything. He has a repeater handbow with four shots at that hit on a 2+. plus. So that's the 12-inch strength free AP yeah. one. And uh, he may choose to replace his pair of weapons with Blades of Darag. I love this guy. Yeah, this guy is... Like, when I read this, when I read the Strike from the Shadows, I was like, this is... It's like, yes. insane. This so, is so, so good. So, James, James tell, me what, tell, me, tell us what happened in our game when we playtested this. James? <laughs> he might be peeing. <laughs> maybe. maybe, maybe. Okay, I'll, I will tell the story. Yeah. So. or 10 beers deep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an uh, unengaged friendly silent infantry that you can deploy him in. So I chose to deploy my silent hunter at the start of my play turn into my black cloaks, which are like the skirmisher shooty guys yeah. on the flank of my army. And um, what, I, what I did is I charged them into a war machine. Uh, I think we were playing uh, against Infernal Dwarves. Then I overran from the war machine into his wizard bunker with my silent assassin. Yeah. And at the same time, I charged my um, shadow riders into the same wizard bunker. So I got to fight twice, and I punked his, his uh, level... F fuck. Wizard master. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> In the in the first round, drink. And then in the in the next round, I punked his level. Fuck his his adept in the second round as well. With the side of the Sorry, I was getting beers and stuff. I missed this, but I know whose story this is about. <laughs> I'm glad you're having to drink a lot. <laughs> so so yeah, the, the side of the hunter, he can make his points back. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think the, the he's very good. Absolutely class. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a nice design as well. See when he had multiple ones too, just full stop. I think Blades of Darag were like kind of a choice. I think now when he's a character, I think you want to take the paired weapons. I agree. Maybe that's I agree. I will yeah. take paired weapons. Yeah. I, I, just I think, bring no barrier. Absolutely love him. I think he's cool. Yeah, he's really good. He's a lot of fun and he's different to his character. That's good. And for the yeah, price it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. cheap. It's so cheap. Like, for I the mean, fact that you can, like, counter characters with, like, you have your shitty MSU oh units everywhere, and you just, like, well, 
you're going to charge this unit. No, no, you're not stealing. Well, is, is, I think the thing is for this is it's very important to understand that he's not going to kill like a 1 plus 1 plus character. No, sure. He's only AP3. He's only 4 attacks. He's not gonna. He's not gonna kill like a chosen lord with all the kit. <laughs> he's not gonna kill like a no, one up, no. one up character, like a kingdom of Ecotain fighting character. He's not gonna be able to do that. But he's no. gonna be able to kill like the support characters. He's gonna be dangerous <laughs> to those BSBs that are just going in with a two up save. So he's he's versatile and he's points effective for what he does. But he's not so that- really that dangerous to all those kind of crazy combat builds. So this is the when I said we need to talk about him and Crippling Frost at the same time. I would much rather have two of him than one Dread Prince on foot with Crippling Frost. Yeah, so I just mean I would much rather have two Silent Assassins. Yeah, yeah I think it's a no-brainer to have two of them in your army. I mean, I mean, people are going to moan about the Frost thing and all that, but two of him are well better than that one item. I mean, I guess the difference is, as Henry said, that like it depends on what you want to counter, right? If you want to counter the super super character, then this is not the choice. Yeah, but if if you go ahead and slot a BSB and feed the super Kelly character your champion, does it matter? But what's going to fight the chosen lord then? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a different choice, right? This this is yeah. this is a character that could kill those like medium characters, like yeah. probably the elf characters more than anything. Yeah, and, and whereas the 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 dread prince with the frost blade is going to be killing the the kind of more more heavy duty characters. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I run anything that's not a dwarf king. I just take a shield. You get a three up, five up in combat. He's gonna he's gonna be a real problem for my dwarf BSBs and stuff like that. Especially yeah. when he just pops in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I th- I think he's really cool. I, I really like him. Yeah, he is good. And I, I think that the rule is something that the community has been requesting for like a long time for both the yeah. Dread Elf and the uh, Vermin Swarm Assassin. Like everybody has requested this type of rule. So that's really cool yeah. that it comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they found a way to like fit it in. It was like, it was like oh, it's not balanced. It's not fair. It's yeah, like, like when, 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 ways, like... when someone suggested this rule, I think it was Smith. I was like, this is way too good. Yeah. And then actually like kind of played it a few times. I was like, actually this is fine. Yeah, I, I, I like oh, wait, the idea this, of this making... isn't a Henry P. Miller rule. No, no, no. This is this is not one of mine. Yeah. But, I think the multiple ones two against characters is mine, but aside from that, like no, everything no, else is someone else. Yeah, but I like I like the fact that he's he's slightly less powerful than before. Yeah. So that means that you could add the rule which makes him appear anywhere because if you go back to like way the beginning of Ninth Age and uh, Warm of Fantasy, if like the assassins worked like did you chose the unit before you started playing, so you had to like hide it behind some you know piece of paper oh, or whatever, and and like that in the end, I I understand that that doesn't quite work in our game because you get too many situations where you get ambiguity in what is chosen, and, yeah. and you know like if you play MSU, you have four units of the same shit and they change places and whatever, like it's it's not good, but like this. You make I think, him a little, think, bit, little bit less powerful, but he can appear anywhere. I think the only thing this guy is missing is light troops, because so, he can't march and shoot. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, I think it's pretty pretty nice choice. Yeah. So let's move on to the core section. 
Yes. Oh no, sorry, the character mounts. Well, we already kind of covered the most important ones, I think. Yeah, I think the most important change, aside from what we've talked about, is the Raptor Chariot. Um, The resilience of all the Raptor Chariots go down to four. Well, wait, what was it before? Five. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was stupid for all of Yeah, that sounds characters. super good. Yeah. So, um, aside from that, I think everything else is pretty much the same. Um, you might notice that all the Raptors now have lethal strike yeah. and two attacks and agility three. Yeah, like the Raptor chariots put, put out a lot of attacks. Yeah, but we, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, get to the sexy knights and maybe. <laughs> So, uh, so let's start off in core. We have the Dread Legionnaires. Uh, so these three guys uh, are base 15 models. So it's quite a like a big minimum size. Uh, they have defensive offensive four, otherwise an elf. They have light armor shield and a spear. Uh, so you, they can't you can't choose these dudes to have uh, hand weapon shield. Uh, I don't know if that's something in the current book, but at least uh, yeah. some way back. So from a background perspective. The, the Dread Legionaries are the guys that have graduated the Academy. So when you graduate the Academy, you have the honor of wielding a spear and a shield. Okay. Um, you've trained probably many years to kind of reach this goal. And you're officially like part of the Legion. So even if you're going back to your citizen life, you're still like a Legionary. So they can call upon the citizen militia anytime they want. And they also have like a standing army where they can call upon, and everyone knows how to work together. Everyone knows how everyone's trained in exactly the same way. So it's it's kind of like a little bit like the Roman um, legions, where everyone is trained with like a spear and shield, and everyone knows how to fight in the same way. Yeah. So it's very disciplined, very orderly, and and that's kind of the the way that the legionaries are. Yeah, I, I, an important thing I didn't mention is the fact that they have academy training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like your standard academy trained unit. Any comments from the playtesters? Yeah, I think we can just move on. They are yeah. what they are. The next okay. unit's better, I think. Okay, <laughs> interesting. So so the next one uh, is the Legion Auxiliaries. So they also start at 15 moles. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive. The, first, the previous unit was at 200. This is 230. Uh, they have the same uh, stat line. Uh, they have light armor shield, but instead of a spear, they have the repeater crossbow. They also have uh, on a free plus. They also have march and shoot, so they can really uh, get there. And they have an interesting new uh, special rule called uh, suppressing volley. So what this means is that if you have one of these units that's not shaken and you have at least one full rank, so you can't do this if you have like one mole or whatever, uh, then you can choose an unengaged enemy mole within 18 and on a line of sight, and uh, this happens on the same point as you declare charges. And if you do so, that unit suffers minus one to hit against academy units that are charging at this turn. Yeah, so this is so good. So the spearmen are 30 points less. They get a spear, they lose the crossbow. But these guys like have the suppressant body. So the spearmen, I think, need an extra like rule to make them interesting compared to these guys. Nah. These guys need to go up. I, I just I disagree. I think the spearmen are pretty pretty good as they are. Yeah, I agree with Henry. I think the spearmen are good. I think these guys are maybe I I well I preferred when they had two shots flat rather than one and three, and at that point I think they were fine. Maybe even without marching shoot, I think they were fine. 
But I think, yeah. like, if you can get these guys, that, that, special, that special is worth so much more than 20 points. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, for 30 points, you're getting the special rule for the cover volley. So now your Temple Malignant guys are at minus one to hit because you have a Div Wizard in them. They're at minus one for the standing shoots now because of the Academy Dream, yeah, and they're minus one to hit. So you're getting hit on sixes, which is dreamlike. Well, yeah. well uh, fives because defenders go three. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think there's like a lot, like from a from a background perspective. I just want to highlight what this unit is. So, though the basically the Legion Auxiliaries uh, are those elves that went to the academy and didn't kind of meet the expectations of the uh, of the academy trained units. So while while they're still trained in the academy. The, these are got these are the guys basically or the elves that were okay you're you're not good enough to to get into the legionaries so mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have a spear but instead we we're going to give you a crossbow okay and and, and you're going to you're going to get to you're going to get to be the auxiliaries so it's a, like a less honorable role but but still but still they're they're part of the legions and they're they're very obviously an important part of the legions but it's like a less honorable role Okay, Henry, like, hear me out then. <laughs> if, if that's if that's a background, you should drop ruthless efficiency. I right, I agree, but right it's now, not all it's not always my decision. I mean, you right can also issue. drop the offensive or defensive skill as well. Okay. No. So, I, I, no, I think I think for four for elves is fine. But if if they're the guys that never met the expectations and they've been given a crossbow instead of a spear, why are they only basically AP one less, but they've got a crossbow? I, I agree. I agree. I'm not not disagreeing with you. Not disagreeing with you at all. The the thing I don't like with these guys compared to the other ones is you can do these right like eight wide, so eight in the front rank, seven in the back rank. You have your academy trained, so you get your extra ranks for steadfast. You can take a charge off anything. You're wounding it on fives, whatever monster charges you like the Taurus over we were talking about earlier or whatever. You're wounding it on fives. These guys. Fill the role of like blockers, they're shooters, they cover other units that are challenging, yeah, they do I, too much. I think they're too good. Yeah, they uh, do too yeah, much. Even with the 18-inch range and the, the one-shot range, I just think they're too good. I think if you gave them no marching shoot, 18-inch range, two shots all the time, no ruthless efficiency, I still think they'll be good. I think you just take the ruthless efficiency off them for a start and see how it goes, but like... It's just they, they compared to the spearmen. I don't see why you take these guys because for thirty points you get so many more options. Yeah. I, I I agree that ruthless efficiency doesn't really work on these guys. I hundred percent agree. In, no, like, they're they're it, both fine units, but I think it's an internal balance problem here. I don't think it it doesn't work. I, I agree with James. I think it's not one an internal balance problem, and then obviously I never knew the fluff until there. So two, I also now think it's a, a fluff problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think we all agree, yeah. but they're, they're really good. Yeah, I think they seem they're, they're extremely good. Yeah. That's the thing I, I, yeah. I reacted to was I, I read the repeated crossbow and then I read the unit and I was like, oh, how many uh, of these can I have in an army? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know you they used to be two hundred and twenty points, so they used to get four units of fifteen under nine hundred points, but now they're two thirty, so they, they don't quite. So you only get three units, but you used to be able to get four units of these under the cap, and it was just so, so OP, basically. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. When, 
when they had the three shots at short range, it was like ridiculously good. Yeah, so so obviously these count towards the shooting count. Yeah. So that's what you were referring to. Yeah, this is my voice went from 220 to 230. And this is also like we have play tested the kind of cloud thing and the, the shooting cap seems really short or really small but when you have all these multi shot weapons it actually has to be the, the shooting builds at one point were, were mental yeah yeah, I mean, yeah there, there was one point where there was no like shooting category it was just like oh no okay yeah, <laughs> go wild <laughs> do whatever you want yeah, zero shooting category, and they were like, "Oh no, but that's not how Dread Elves is supposed to be played." And you're like, oh, it "Doesn't matter. That's how I'm going to fucking play them." <laughs> yeah, I did no shooting caps dwarfs. That's one, that's the next step. Yeah. All right, so like, oh, they're not supposed to be played that way. Obviously, that's the <laughs> so we, we like yeah. these. Let's move to the next one. Yeah. So the raiding parties is uh, they is not raiding for the units that starts at ten rolls. And you can only add 10, so you go up to max uh, 20 on these dudes. You can have three units in the army. Uh, so they have a pretty standard elf uh, stat line. Uh, so they have the hunting bolas, which uh, is the thing which makes uh, people flee on minimized rolls for you. Yeah. And then they have light troops, so they move pretty well. Uh, so this, this unit can choose between two options. So they can either be Corsairs, which cost a few points, two points per mole. And if they're Corsairs, they gain uh, Kraken Height, so they go up to a 5 plus save. They also have paired weapons and throwing weapons on a 4 plus. And if they do this, they count towards the shooting category. Uh, and if they are uh, charging a unit uh, and they fight in the flank or the rear, they get plus 1 combat rest, so they add a little bit more. And the other option, which is uh, for free, is the Beast Breakers. So they gain Cannot Stomp and a, and a Shield, so they also go up to a 5+. Plus. Uh, and uh, if there is another friendly mall within 8, uh, and uh, all the parts of that mall that has harnessed, so all the Raptors basically, they get uh, Hatred uh, on the turn that they charge with Devastating Charge. Yeah, so so this, is, um, this was like a bit of a weird unit actually to yeah. add to the book. So imagine. originally this was Corsairs and it yeah. wasn't Beast Breakers. So yeah, originally it was a late was, edition, wasn't it? Yeah, so originally this was a Corsair unit. And the, the Corsairs were the plus one to combat score was because when you're when you're not a, like a ranked unit and you're light troops, you don't really get any bonus to flanking someone. You just get plus one for a flank. Yeah. So when you're like when you're like a ranked unit and you get plus one for a flank, plus one for a big flank, plus one for a rank, we wanted to kind of emulate that yeah. idea. So we want to we want to kind of um, we want to incentivize you to play the course as wide and charge the flanks of units because that's how we feel that the course should play. Yeah. Because they're kind of raiders and slavers and we want you to kind of join the combats. Yeah. And good. take advantage of the weakened enemy rather yeah, like than add a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, rather than taking them on in the face. Um so th this was the original idea. And then when we got the feedback about cutting the dancers, um there was a lot of pushback from the community. So we decided to implement the beast breakers as like a as a resolution for this, yeah, this. like an elf with a shield, basically. Yeah. yeah, so an elf with a shield that has a whips and stuff like that. So, so, so this was a bit of an addition, a little bit later in the design process. I think it works really well. 
Um, the the eight inches harness hatred thing is also like a, a slim book thing where the beastmaster used to have. Oh, okay. So so these guys are kind of running around behind the units like whipping Slapping them, yeah. whipping them, making them frenzied and and giving them some extra yeah. extra impact. So you can you can give like a dragon hatred or you can give yeah. like the thunderherds hatred. There's, there's a lot of options for these, and also they can kind of hang out as like a wizard bunker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is like the best kind of background way to use them, but this is how <laughs> I would use them. Yeah. It's like as a wizard bunker, like moving around behind my lines. Yeah, because they're giving, line troops yeah. is the perfect wizard yeah. bunker. Exactly, sense. giving my unit, giving my combat units hatred and, and stuff like that. Have you guys tried them? Um, I have, I have tried them. Yeah. Um, my I have, I have a, a, a wee bit of a problem, shock, about this unit. Um, Kraken Hide used to be plus one armor, plus one armor on if you were on foot. So it was like plus two if you're on foot. And that was taken away so that you didn't have Corsairs with, Corsairs with four up and core. You then added these Beast Breakers who, oh no, have you taken that away actually? Uh, they used to be four up. Right, okay, so that, that moan's gone. Yeah, so I, I used to use the Beast Breakers because they had crack and hide and light trips and they were four up and they were a pretty good bunker. Um, I tried the Corsairs. I don't really don't really bother about the Corsairs, especially when they count towards a tight shooting cap. Um, I, I, sorry, I actually didn't realise Beast Breakers had lost crack and hide as well. Um, but yeah, Beast Breakers are a pretty good bunker if you take them in a decent number. Um, I do want to try, I think, 20 Corsairs with a standard bearer with the Academy banner. I think they're like 370, 400 points. You, you actually can't point. take a magic banner with the Corsairs. All right, okay. Says who? Says, says, says the rules right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it usually says may take a magical banner for up to may take a yeah. banner enchantment. It usually says they may take one, but this says this doesn't give you the option. Everything else says may take. Ah, uh, does it? Are they so that are they okay? So, yeah, okay. I thought, yeah, they're fine then. <laughs> they're, they're <all> <laughs> yeah, the the play testing thing of the four up. Yeah, like bunkers gone. If you can't take the magical banner, the Corsairs are gone as well. So I mean, for, for me, I think the Corsairs are quite good as like a light unit on the flanks. I, d- I don't think they're ever going to be like a big combat unit. Yeah, no. uh, my problem is with thrown weapons, are you ever going to fit them in when they count towards? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? If the auxiliaries are so good, it's kind of hard to fit on the shooting cap, right? Yeah. Oh, it's already hard to fit in Dark Raiders and uh, Black Cloaks. Personally, my my opinion in on the task team was that throwing weapons should be an optional upgrade. Yeah. And if if you take throwing weapons, then they then they should count as the raiders yeah, category. Throwing weapons is too good. Well, I, don't, I don't even know if you would include strength three throwing weapons in it. Like dwarf throwing throwing weapons, centaur throwing. Weapons. <laughs> yeah, dwarf well, weapons. you're talking about two two units that are very contentious. So. Yeah. I, I don't think throwing them should count towards a cap, personally. No, maybe maybe because of like yeah, well maybe because of light trip. Yeah, so maybe they should be optional because of the, the light trips. Yeah, 
it's hard because like if you don't count them towards the cap, you can hit the cap and then do throwing weapons. Yeah, and no, then it gets I, bent. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think with the light troops, or yeah, they probably should count towards the cap because of the light troops. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I think Corsairs are in a bit of a bad spot, especially even if they were free. I think they'd be in a bad spot, especially when they're an extra two points per model. Why would you ever take them above the beast breakers? The beast breakers are really good in a monster mash. I think I think the two points model, like the throwing weapons, are pretty good. But again, uh, as you say, cap, like right? the, the raiders cap is not so good. If, if you have the points for it, then yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess this might be one of the units which needs like a little bit more iterations, like, right? Yeah. The beast breakers, right? They're they're light troops. So you play them ten wide at the start of the game to clear your charges. And then turn four or five where they have like a, a smaller front, you can do that. So you're you're not only within eight inches, you're ten wide. So you're 180 mil plus eight inches. Yeah. And you have no downside of doing that because you're light trips. Yeah, that's I think the beast breakers are way better than Corsairs. Like I've played the Breach Breakers, I really like them. I think they're really good, especially when you have a monster mash. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's where they work the best, for sure. If, if anything, the Beast Breakers should be more expensive than Corsairs. <laughs> yeah, probably. So uh, for the last unit in Cordon is the Temple Militants. So these dudes uh, start out of 15 as the other ones, and you can add 15 more moles. Uh, so they have a, a pretty standard uh, elf uh, stat line. Wow. Uh, they, oh yeah. Or defensive skill three. Okay, yeah. So they go down one in defensive skill, so they're a little bit easier to hit because I guess they're so fanatic. Yeah. Uh, they have fearless and frenzy. Uh, they all start off with light armor. Then they have again all the the special rules. They have battle focus. They have blades and darag. They fight an extra rank. And lightning reflexes and ruthless efficiency. And uh, then they can also take a banner enchantment as well. So I think um, so from a background perspective. These guys are like the the kind of fanatic temple guys that follow the 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 dread elf religions. Mm. So the, the, from a military perspective, these are like the a bit like if if you watch Game of Thrones, they're like the faith militant of so the of the dread elves. Have these guys gone to academy training and failed? Or? Yeah. So so in the in the dread elves kind of society. Yeah. Everyone goes through academy training. Yeah. And then when you finish the academy, you can either you have a choice. You either join the legions, so you become a legionary, or you go and go back to society, and you do whatever commerce you want to yeah. work with. And then when you go back to society, you can become a corsair. You can become a temple militant. You can kind of do a lot of different things. You you can join the hunting lodge. Yeah. There's lots of different options you have. So so these guys have gone through academy training and chosen like a religious path. Mm-hmm. So now, now they're part of the churches. So the temple militants, uh, as, we, as we alluded to before, the dancers have been cut. Yeah. The blades of Nab has been cut. So this is like a more generalist unit Maybe, that can represent any of the yeah. different gods. I think you should say, I mean, they've been molded into one unit. Yeah, I mean, they're exactly. not cut. It's just... It's, just one unit to re- replace two, basically. Yeah, exactly. And this was also a complexity thing, the Dreadouts. Yeah. We didn't want to have too many infantry units in the book. Yeah. And 
and too many infantry units doing a similar thing. So this was this was something that we we debated a lot. Yeah. And came to this conclusion in the end. It's a infantry army, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, at the same I, time, I think a lot of armies that have that that theme, right? They suffer from the fact that they have many units to do the same thing. It's the same with yeah. dwarves, right? Where you have like a lot of units that are almost exactly the same, except for one or two special rules, yeah. and it just kind of messes uh, up. Yeah, and then we're also, we're also talking about then two many units that do the same thing. Dancers were the most different out of all three of them. Yeah. I mean, perhaps, but at the same time, there were elves with like an Aegis save. Well, we, we basically had the option of combining so the, dancers and Blades of Nab, or, so the or ju- so the, Judicators and Obsidian Guard. And so, why? basically, You've added from a background units. perspective, we, we wanted to continue with the themes of the Judicators and the Obsidian Guard more than we want to continue with the themes of the dancers and the Blades of Nab. Henry, it's a complicated thing, but you've added two units. Sorry? You've added two units. Okay. So how's that a complicated thing? It's not a complicated thing. You've added two units. But we were also we were, we were also told that we had to add units, as in like the beast the beast kind of theme, we had to add them. Yeah, you've, you've added Beastmasters and Thunderheads. Yeah, and that was something from the guidelines that we had to add. Yep, so there, why, why don't we just delete the Mist of Ice and for Dancers then? Well, that that was a decision that was made by the task team. No, I I I think it's completely lazy design, and I totally. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, I do, I do because uh, the reason given was, oh, dancers were better than tower guards and and judges. So what? It's not as though MMU JDLs were dominating the meta, and dancers were ridiculously OP. Dancers were better, sure, but they weren't dominating. So why delete them? And, and see when high, uh, Highborn Elves and Sylvan Elves come out, see if uh, Dancers and Phoenix Guard aren't deleted, I'm going to absolutely so, lose my plot. So, 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 can I, so can I try to add, like a, oh, without being part of a process at all, add like what I, what I would assume be one of the explanations. So if you look at the Dancers in the current Dread Elves book, there's a, it's like kind of a defensive elf unit because they add this like ages save in combat right and like yeah, the whole, yeah. the whole idea worked. of this Actually. book right is that everything should be offensive so when i look at this like to me without having played really any of the like versions right so i, I mean of course i don't know how it plays but just looking at it from an aesthetics point of view i understand why the dancers specifically were cut if you want to go for a more offensive type of infantry army. Yeah, but Henry's just saying because oh, they're two similar roles. Well, Judges and Tower Guard were the same role. They were both offensive ones. Dancers went. So th- these these reasons, all these reasons that have been given, none of them make sense. And especially the complexity one, which is borderline offensive when you've added a different <laughs> unit. It's really annoying. See, when you say complexity, you've added Beastbreakers, uh, Thunderheads, and Mr. Leviathan. Like, don't fucking insult my intelligence. I mean, I mean t- to be honest, like, you're very lucky that you got the Breakers. Like, it was it was you and a couple of guys that were really, really no, pushing no, this on the floor. No. Don't give me that shit. 
peacebreakers. <laughs> like you, it was added very late. Like you're very lucky yeah. that you got that. Well, they, they were added late for dancers. Oh, so one specific model companies. I don't have my dancers aren't GW. My dancers don't have whips. So in fact, you've actually added a unit I need to buy models for. Will I still have? So, so it's a dan- bit of a shame, really, that you were oh. arguing so much about it, and now you have to add another unit to your army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't. Don't be stupid and make it based on one model. We're supposed to be model ag- agnostic. No, the the dancers thing is is really annoying. It's so I can't even describe how annoying it is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I don't know. To me, that do, do you think it fits to have an elf that's like super defensive and has this really high agency? Like to me, that to like uh, as somebody who has only played against the previous Dreadoff book, like that was one of the most annoying units to face. To me, where. Like you have this unit, like this army that kills shit really easily, as uh, as Alex says. Like it's good at killing, but then you right. have a, a, like a unit in the middle that just ignores half of its hits. Right. Well, let's make them four up in the first round of combat, or let's make them five up all the time. Or there's solutions here. They don't need to still be four up if that's what you don't or you don't want them to be. That They're, you can change their design. You don't need to. Keep the four up I, I think I think from a yeah. from a task team yeah. point of view, it was basically like looking at the background and saying, "Look, this 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 one unit it's is, is, is not is not a unit that really that really fits with what we're trying to do." And then when you when you kind of combine it with um, the plus one to wound from Ruthless efficiency, it it was it didn't really fit with with the army that we wanted to make and with the guidelines that we were given. Okay, cool. Change them into something else. They've all got paired weapons or great weapons or halberds or whatever. Just make them a pure berserker unit. They're all naked with a high offensive thing. Then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can use the temp- you can use your models as template mil- militants. So it's not an issue, really. I don't really. I actually don't really agree with what I've just said. I think they are the one unit in the book that could hold a charge. One unit that, and that would even help occultism actually be viable. Like you've this design of this book has killed occultism. So if you actually wanted to delete the familiar but kinda make occultism from like playable, just keep the dancers and just make them take a charge on turn one. Give them the four up ages first round of combat. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but but from from the design team perspective it was just something that we we couldn't fit in. Yeah, but I mean, again, I don't really care. Like you guys, no, no, no offense, but only Noir played Jed Elves. You guys have came in with like a, a like, I don't want to say like a, I, I, I don't want, this is, I don't know how to say this in the way I mean it. No, I totally don't mean a disrespectful attitude because. You guys have actually been, I think, you've probably been the best LAB team. I think you've been really good. But I, th- I just think you don't have the kind of sympathy of one, the play style Jedel had, which we'll get onto later, and two, like, just deleting a unit. Like, I've got 40 models. Yeah, I mean, um, you can use them as Temple Militants, that's fine. Yeah, but I've got, I've got 70 Militants in app, so I've got 70 models for a unit that is basically with that design zero to one. I mean, you, you can use two units. What's the problem? No, you can not, not, not efficiently. 
Why? I mean, you have you have uh, one te- one temple legate in each one. That's that's sixty models. Okay, so- Henry. Okay, Henry. I'll play you, and you can use two temple militants, and I'll pass my pack. <laughs> so, okay, so so I think I think let let's talk about this when we get to the end, right? Like if you talk about lists. Yeah. So so let's just go through the units now. So now we've finished the, the core and we've gone into the specials. So the first special unit we got to talk about is the Obsidian Guard. So uh, these guys are uh, ten models to start with, but you can add up to fifteen. Uh, and they have the defensive offensive uh, six and two attack space as well as agility six, and they come with heavy armor. They have academy training and they're scoring. Uh, they use a halberd, and the special rule that they add is will of the senate, which is basically graybeards but for elves. So basically, yeah. any non-fleeing unit within the six must reroll failed panic tests. Yeah. So so these guys are from a background perspective. These guys are like basically the hand-picked guys from the academy. Yeah. So if you're basically like a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> And you're just like really enjoying killing puppies. Yeah. You get picked to be in the Obsidian Guard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, if you're the most ruthless of the ruthless and the okay. killer of the killer, okay. you're like, okay, this guy has promise. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could go a long way. He's yeah, happy. Exactly. Let, let's not let's not give him therapy. Let's give yeah. him this. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> exactly. So, so these guys are going to the Obsidian Guard, and when when you graduate as uh, an academy trained person in the Obsidian Guard, then you get basically drafted into like essentially like the Praetorians and the Roman oh, Republic. Yeah. So you're okay. like the the elite guards of all the senators so, of so the Republic. An interesting question: like the Praetorians in history, they were they were known for like killing emperors and putting out new emperors on the throne and stuff. Does this occur in Dreadful society as well? Um, I don't know. Okay. but I, I think I think the Dread Elves is more about like. Uh, Perceived power, so. But the the Praetorians were like a bodyguard. Yeah, exactly. And like it was weird, right? Because like in in history, the the dynamic that uh, happened was that the Praetorians were supposed to like protect the emperor, but they also had access to the emperor. Yeah. So when they didn't like the emperor because he didn't pay them enough, they were like, "Ah, let's kill this one and elect (laughs) a new one." Make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's somewhere in between. So whereas where you have these obsidian guard, they're also like. The guards of the Senate, they're, they're not necessarily the guards of the Emperor, oh, okay. because, so it's like because the there's no... Inner circle. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of the elite the elite guards that you might employ if you are if you have enough money to... Or if you're close enough in the inner circle of the Republic yeah. that you might use. And, and at the same time, they're also kind of drafted into the army, like, okay... We have some serious business to take care of. Let's serious set, business. Let's send in some of the Obsidian Guard to uh, to do some damage yeah. in, in that respect. So they're not necessarily like a bodyguard of the of the like the politicians. Yeah. But they're more like a military unit associated with the Republic. Oh, okay. Yeah. For for me, um, they're obviously like almost the same unit. You swap bodyguard. Which is an MMU rule for a, like a, a small amount of unit rules for an MSU rule. Shock. You, <laughs> you also top the hate spell synergy of having an alchemy master with reroll to wound hate spell. So for me, they're actually a wee bit worse than they were because you don't have double reroll to wound. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, you kind of get the built in plus one to wound now, right? 
Yeah, but but you had that anyway because you had an altar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm happy we don't have I don't, an altar. I mean, like, don't even. But I think actually Oleron. I can't remember. It's been a while since I played Dread Elves. I think Oleron got pl- uh, the reroll ones anyway. She had an altar plus the reroll ones. I think. Don't go uh, beyond that. I'm I'm not sure either. But I think I think this unit, like as you say, it works with more MSU style because of the six inches uh, panic bubble. Yeah. I mean, the, the, from a background perspective, this one is more like okay, the the Obsidian guards are watching us, and the Obsidian guards are going to report back to the Senate on the. And the guys yeah. that ran away, so we need to fucking sort our shit out right now and not yeah. run away. So performance-wise, the worst because you can't get double reroll to wound, and they're no longer the MMU; they're now MS. Yeah, you were, well, I think but they're also the, still really good. Like, oh no, they, I'm not saying they're not really good. I'm just saying they're they're way more MSU. It's it's different. It's different. As as we kind of talked about in the character section, like if you want to play no BSB, and I think that's a, a way that you yeah. can play the Dread Elves, especially with the Warlock being not a leader, this is yeah. a way of kind of mitigating that panic uh, issue yeah. that you might have. Yeah, as like Henry, you've seen the MSU Dwarves who are the Beards and stuff, this is such a good drill for the MSU. Yeah. It's so good. I agree. And I don't think this will stay in Greybeards, and if it doesn't, I'll miss it so much. This is this is basically the rule that lets Doris play an issue. If, if I have my cool. way, Greybeards won't be a thing, so let's oh, just no. see what happens. Oh no. I oh, already no. tried to, like, I already, I wrote one post where I tried to warn the dwarf community about this. Here, Cass, me and you, we're going to have to have, like, a whip around for the, the dwarf book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, a whip around for core warriors. Like, our boot's going to be destroyed if Henry has his way. <laughs> Everyone rest three. Yeah, I think towards the rest two. Well, what? Uh, no, we're basically going to be 40 points per model skins. So Dev's charge? That's <laughs> worth 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, the one thing I will say that's weird about um, this unit is the 0 3 per units per army. Uh, for me, that's weird. I don't know why you would limit an infantry unit to so small. I'm, yeah. I I don't know either. I think yeah, this like, is, this is a quite want, random. When do you want to have four of these? Like, yeah, like the, the, this is one thing that stood out. Like, even if you're playing MSU, you three units of fourteen is, is fine. I don't, I don't see when you would ever. I mean, maybe yeah. you only want four, but. I mean, okay, especially yeah, when we come to the next unit, I don't see yeah. why you would want four of the previous yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But so, I think so, it's a big deal, really. So the next unit is the Judicators. So this is what used to be the Dread Judges. And uh, they have uh, a 0 to 5, for some reason, <laughs> on, on their units. And then Thanks again, really. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, don't, I don't know when you would ever want five. Yeah, like, no, no. Like, okay, the question is, when would you want six? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Sixty dudes, <laughs> ten man units. So they they have ten base and they can add twenty moles. Uh, they're scoring as well. They have offensive, defensive five, so that's uh, like one less than the previous unit. And they have uh, uh, AP two base. Actually, I didn't yeah. notice that before. That's yeah. insanely good. 
and they have a guilty five. So they come with a great weapon and artistry of death. So they're always plus one to one. They also always come with fucking hatred and lightning reflexes. So they're AP four base yeah. with plus one to wound yeah. and hatred. Yeah. So base is strength six AP four. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's something. So so basically one attack each with hatred. Yeah. Strength five plus one to wound. And AP four. And AP four. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. I can feel and so then we've got all the things from yeah. above with the like reroll ones, the battle yeah. focus. Reroll ones, battle focus if you want, like all these synergies. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. But, you, but you can't have six units. Six units is too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I think uh, Dread Judges at the time were a worse shout than Obsidian Guard. I think that's now flipped. I think Judges are the better shout. I think it was always the dread judges were always compared to the sword masters in the Highborn Elf book, and they were like no, I think, sword master. Like, but now they're kind of cool with their own thing. Like the problem with judges, I think, is the, the amount of attacks you now have like ways to get around that, like or more ways, and you don't have the double reroll to win with sitting guard. So it's like. You've got the battle focus item, which makes Judicators better, and you've not got the double reroll to wound, which makes Obsidian Guard worse. So now, not just through one unit, through both units changing, judi- I think Judicators are now better. Just because of the magic choices? Magic choices and the, the extra bit of repeat is obviously really good. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, th- this is one of the only units in the game that has AP4 base. Yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think literally because one of the magic and two, some of the items, Judicators now jump Obsidian Guard. And it's not just because Judicators have got better, it's also because Obsidian Guard have got worse. I, th- I think, I, I I think, think if, you, if, you, if you take it in a bubble of like unit on unit, then yes. But I think if you're building an army, let's say you're building an MSU army, then maybe you probably want the... <laughs> The Obsidian Guard, more. But if you're building like an MMU army, then maybe you want the Judicators more because they, yeah. they kind of fit that role a bit better. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can give them Academy Trained with a banner. I yeah, that's a, a Academy Trained or you add a, add a Legate to it. But if, if you're oh. running MSU, then you're not necessarily going to do that. Sure. Henry, when was MSU Jedi ever a thing before this book? I've seen it. The Polish runners, I think, at UTC and stuff. It was like... Uh, and it scored horribly. This shitty avoiding run that Lake took yeah. scored terribly. But I mean, isn't the point of the book design to enable MSU? Yeah, agreed. So, so yeah. I mean, even yeah. if it wasn't a thing before, like the point is to try to make it a thing now. So, so why are you taking a book and completely changing it? I mean, that's the whole point of the LAB, isn't it? That's the whole point of the ninth age. <laughs> like, I mean, the LAB is to, it's supposed to change it from the. Fundamentals, right? No, but they're supposed to change designs, yeah. Are they supposed to completely change the style? James is explaining his ID now. He doesn't want yeah. his ID anymore. I think this is a discussion I'm for now. a different podcast, like where I'm you now. talk about the fact yeah. that people don't like lab changes. Yeah, I'm now sitting here and not wanting to play my ID. James is sitting here and not wanting to play his ID. I think, I think, exactly. um, I think part of the, the Dread Elf army was intentionally to play to be able to play MSU as one of the play styles. And I think this, yeah. what you're talking about here with, as we said, like the Obsidian Guard and more MSU playstyle, 
and then Judicator is a more MMU playstyle. I think it gives you an option to play both ways. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I like the Judicators because before they were like, what was it? Multi wounds two or lethal strike yeah, or something against Judicators for for me went really. They were the third option out of three. Really, though, like multi wounds two or something. The, the problem was that they yeah. were called Dread Judges. You couldn't really have a straight face while yeah. saying, these are my yeah. Dread Judges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I accuse you. Read me in court. They were, <laughs> the they were paying before for a super rule that didn't they, matter. Like, and now they, they've got better stuff. But now you have lawyers in the game yeah. you need to fight. Oh man! So, like, I, I'm like I'm building up. I have to I have to like finish my complete dwarf army collection, and then I can do the infernal dwarfs. Like that's the next. Is, step. That, is that the next step? I don't know, but they have pyromancy, and I want to play pyromancy. Oh, <laughs> you can buy mine. <laughs> oh man! If you strip it first, for okay. Me. So the next unit is the dread knight. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, it just means that I, I like I want to paint my own stuff, you know. It's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing to do with anybody else's painting. eBay pro painted though, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so the next use is the Dread Judges. Or Dread Judges, Dread Knights. So uh, these are the Raptor Riders. So you can have four units in an army. So they start with five moles and you can add five more. Uh, they have movement 7 to 14. Uh, they are scoring and they have a scent of blood. So that's the thing that makes them charge one inch extra towards wounded things. Uh, they have a two plus armor save. Uh, they have resilience four or resilience three rather, and uh, offensive defensive five. Uh, so the dudes on top, the the knights, have two attacks each at the guilty six on offensive five, and then the raptors have also two attacks each at offensive three, and uh, both of them are strength four AP one. So the riders have uh, ruthless efficiency, whereas the raptors have lethal strike. And the weapon options you can give them is a lance for three points or a great weapons for six points. So they end up being a bit more points if you give them weapon options because they start out at 285. They can also take a banner enchantments. Just another unit with lightning reflexes, no big deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I love it on you. So, so I mean, this this unit I think is uh, is one of the is like one of the. Like just from looking at nothing else in the book, like just on a standalone, I think this is one of the best units. These were my favorite the whole way through playtest. Yeah. I think it was the only playtest around them constantly. Hang on. But like... Hang on, James. You used to get them to advance twelve and it used to be fifteen body. <laughs> outrageous. Yeah, so good. so just to just to go back to the background from these guys, like the, the background of these is the these are like the kind of the nobles of the of the Dread Elves who who are not necessarily like quite elite enough to be a character, but they they ride uh, raptors and they they they're almost like a, a character. So they have two attacks, they have discipline nine, they have strength four, so and they have agility six. So they're they're like slightly above the average elf, um, and they're rich enough that they can afford a raptor. Like a raptor egg is like super expensive thing okay. to buy. So, so these guys are kind of the almost the elite of the elite of the nobility. They don't go to the academy, but they're no, pri they they're privately trained. So, okay. so they have all the same kind of um, like strengths of the the, the dread elves do have. But they, obviously, that's why they don't have academy trained. Okay. And um, and yeah, they they can afford the heavy armor. They can afford the raptors. 
Yeah, so that, that, that's kind of the, the old overall feel of, of this unit. And, and the great weapons and the lance kind of reflect that the, the weapon options that they have a lot more eliteness of the regular elves. Yeah. So, advanced 7, March 14. That is an absolute lie because you're going to be at least advanced 816. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to buy a banner speed, so you're going to be advanced 9. Then you're gonna get witchcraft. You advance ten, and this is the best unit in the book. Ten yeah. of them every time with a prince in the middle. Yeah, so, but, but, but do you go lance so or do you go great weapon? Lance. Uh, lances, lances, because you just hit and you're killing. Get out of there. You're not grinding. Yeah, I think there's been too much forum talk that uh, people are theorizing all this shit without realizing your race three. I think lance every. I totally agree with James. Every single time, lance. Yeah. I, Everyone's I on about fives with great weapons, and it's like no. Oh, you're on with So, like from, from a from a UD perspective, like <laughs> I, I like a, a unit of five of these with great weapons can stand in front of any units in the UD army and take a charge and do mutual annihilation. Like you can stand in front of anything, like shaptis, cataphracts, anything, and like sure you'll lose your five rest free wounds, but you also take like half of a unit of shafti with you. You think? Yeah, like, cause I mean, so this unit, five of them or six of them, let's say five, you have like ten attacks on the dudes, hitting on threes, <laughs> wounding on threes or twos or whatever it is, right? Like that twos maybe, even, and then you will have uh, ten attacks from the raptors as well with lethal strike and strength four, and you'll hit before, so you will like you won't take as many attacks back. Like it's really good. Like it's really really. I if mean, you like no great weapons and threes and twos, but yeah. Cass, I played two units of five against uh, it's a guy that does Mad Get Radio, Andrew. Yeah. Um, and he had two units of 15, like, light infantry or whatever the EOS guys are called. And he couldn't shoot me turn one because he had turn one. Turn two, the charge position. I had one out of ten. Two units shooting at each unit. So they're just, they're so RPS, like... UD warriors and stuff, they're going to hate them. It's yeah. like War Empire and all that. They're just going to lift them off the table. Yeah, yeah like, I as, mean, as sure, soon as you sure, can kill sure. like rest three, two up save guys, it's like yeah. some matter. Yeah, I mean, like, like you're playing I, VS, it's like toxic. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I mean, I, uh, sure, yeah. I can imagine like putting warp units with like string four AP, two guns, yeah. like it. I mean, I, I get yeah. it, but, but I also think like, I don't know if. If that to me is is bad design or or not, like I, I I'm not sure. Like, I think I think to me it's like good design. Okay. Because it's counter to it, but it's also good. But, but, but like, it, yeah. I, think I think it's bad design. I think it's too much. I, so, I agree with Cass on this one. Like James, do you remember I played three units of ten, and you turned up with what like twelve Giselles, two toxic catapults, and fucking forty-two disciples. I, I got turn one and turn two. I lost thirty red knights. Yeah, that does that does not surprise me against like, that list. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was a good list and bad look. Like it was, <laughs> it was almost as if I told them that's what I was playing. Yeah, but then I put like I've I've run ten dread knights or twelve dread knights because you used to be able to run twelve or fifteen or whatever. Like you used to be able to like, fifteen with a beastmaster. Yeah, and I used to like put them through everything like because you have so many attacks. You're, yeah, but that was. That was also so no rubber lance syndrome. It's so good. 
That was when there were three up and two wounds as well. So you had a thirty wound block of. Ah, yeah, but they ran them after that as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, there the, the, the was a the point that they had two hit points. Oh wow! Okay, and three. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that because so broken. That that was my like favorite iteration of these guys. <laughs> I ran them before that and after that as well. They're still good. These are the best yeah, in the game. Yeah, it was a thirty man unit with advanced twelve swift side. <laughs> but they're, they're still good now. I'd still put them through anything over Obsidian Guard. Like you can take what twenty Obsidian Guard. You can take ten. The fact that it's a discussion shows that they're they're good. Yeah, yeah. I would play them over Obsidian Guard any day. Or Judicators, just because I know you hate Obsidian Guard and gotta go Judicators now. I would take I'd, them over twenty of any infantry in the book. But I would take at the current points ten wins v twenty four wins. I would take the. I'd probably take the adjudicators. Yeah, you're shit at this game, though. So, so <laughs> I, I guess another question I have is, is like, is there a point to these being zero to four? Like, I mean, is there, like, is there a point where you go like, I'd like to have five units? No, really. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I think maybe some of these, like, I, I don't know if this is an option, but some of these like max units per army could be you know, like dieted away from the army. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really know why. I think they're more arbitrary than anything. Yeah, it's okay. I, I think there's a weird thing where you can fill your core with fast cav. We'll see that. Yeah. But you fill the core with fast cav and then have all like fives of scoring mates and have like a fully mounted weird army. Yeah. Which is probably yeah. not. I had a list where I filled it with eights of dark riders because the ones without crossbows don't crowd towards the shooting what, what What do you mean, Fraz? Not Dark Riders? Oh, what's that? Uh, oh, fuck off. <laughs> 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 um, what are they called now? Shadow Shadow, job- Shadow Riders. Shadow Jobbies. Uh, <laughs> so I had four, u- four units of the Light Cav and Core, and then I had like loads of units of... Uh, I think there was like three units at eight and then a few other units because it was zero to six, I think, at the start. And you could fill it out with all these units. So you, you put the units of eight into something, lose them, and then the unit of five would mop up. Yeah, okay. So so maybe there's some kind of too I think, much... I, uh, I think the adjudicators and the obsidian guard are just complete fucking guesswork, but I think this one makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so with that, let's go to the Raptor Chariot. So uh, the Raptor Chariot is is two hundred points, and you got three of them in your army. As uh, advanced to March seven, it's uh, Swift Ride base and has Scent of Blood, so that's the extra charge thing. It has four HP and uh, defensive, offensive five, and uh, then it has a three plus. Uh, so and ba- yeah, but basically it's the same as before. Okay, yeah, the only change, the only change is the resilience. It's gone down to four, and the the number of units that you can have for armies gone did, down to did three. Did you have eight attacks before as well? Yeah, oh yeah, the raptors have gone up one attack. Yeah, so, so it's basically it has two crew and two raptors, and both of them are two attacks each. Yeah, and the, so the crew inc- increase a bit of attacks as well, and otherwise reduce resilience and reduce number of units per army. Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely shock everyone listening and say I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. why I hate them because okay, they're really good and they do damage in the weekend minutes, but one of the worst things in this game can happen is uh, like losing combat in your turn and giving somebody a free reform in your turn. That unit does it every single time. You think? Yeah. But, but, right. I, but I think it's pretty similar to most other oh, chariots oh, now. 
they're, no, they're not. Every other fucking... All the, remember Henry that... Uh, when did we last play? I had all the uh, Res 5, 3 up and 2 up challenge. Yeah, and and how, how well did that do for you? Oh, well, you played fucking Avoidance in the car and I had no range because I took no magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these are these are bad chariots. You these are worse than bad. I, I no. think for the price point, they're really good. Like to me, I looked at it and I'm like, eight it's, attacks? It's, it's only 200 points. They put out eight attacks. I, I would, even still, if you get charged, there's like, still strength so, five. Like it's, it's, it's uh, really good. I would rather, I'd, the current chariot, I'd rather lose the two crew attacks, gain res five, and not die the turn I charge, and die in their turn. Dying in your turn is just it's just so bad it's well, don't, like, don't don't charge something that you're going to get killed yeah but I mean it's only 200 points it's basically a champion it's, I mean yeah but adjudicators are 200 points for 10 also thank, thank you it's a little yeah. a little different but, but impact yeah. hits is like the king of the game yeah. apparently you get what you get one roll of impact hits to to, so see, to, to counter the balance see, see for example I charge to two raptor chariots in the unit one fails I've got four wounds raise four three up I've got one roll at d6 plus one I roll a two I'm giving you a free reform for three strength five impact hits yeah but I mean, if, if you're gonna play something that rolls but one you, die you, you, could, hits, you, you could also have, roll a six yeah it's like, like, like seven like, impact hits and eight attacks and all the like, bullshit yeah like how I play the game is like I'm gonna play casino with, 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 with my pitch it's like okay so can I roll a six like I'm gonna take that unit so like is, is the chance of rolling a six worth giving somebody a reform in your turn no maybe for oh. 200 points no, the only time I've used these, and the only time I've actually found them to be actually really quite good, is Caesar, like a kind of Spanish style folding flank. You put two of them on a flank that you want to lose, and you just reverse seven inches every fucking turn, and then lose them in turn five. But well, I, I don't, I don't really see how it's that much different from being res five. Because currently you can charge, you win in a charge, you don't die, you die in, the, in their turn, you don't give them a free reform. But does Res 5 really do that much Do that much to it? Yeah, yeah. If you put them into 5 wide infantry, yeah. Definitely does. Or if you put them into, you put two of them into, like, so the Merkvets thing earlier, I told you about, like if I put one is five in each corner, maybe one of them survives, and I've just killed that full merit unit. But, but may, maybe that's maybe that's bad design because for four hundred points you're killing an eight hundred point unit. No, because of how the the H spell was, the H spell has now changed. But if you don't put, I, I generally think I would rather for two attacks at strength, effectively seven. I would much rather have Res 5 for the sake of two attacks. I think Res is probably the most valuable stat, so you're probably right, but I think I think this is more balanced. The most valuable stat. I read quote from you the other week. So so I I mean I like the idea of this uh, uh, this uh, design more just because 
like like I don't like the idea of having a chariot that's less, that does all the damage on the charge, but then also stays. Like it's kind it of cast. the I, like wait wait let me just finish. Like this is the kind of the same problem as you have with a lot of cavalry currently is that they have all the lances and all this shit, so they do all the damage on the charge, but then they have one plus save in the next turn, so they also yeah. grind. And that like leaves yeah. a lot of design problems, right? And how you price them and so on. Like if yeah. you have something that does all the damage on the charge, like this thing, but it's also very fragile, that lets it okay. be in a more reasonable price range, right? Yeah, I I, t- I totally agree with you on that. But at the end of the day, chariots are four wounds. So even now in a red drive, they still die on the second turn, which is at least in your opponent's turn, and you're not giving them a free reform. And your turn. Given some, I think, I think you're just going to charge the right things. Yeah, just don't charge like an idiot. Whereas if it was Res Five, you can just charge yeah. whatever you want. So like. That's where I get back to my point. Is uh, they're, only, they're literally only good on a, a folding flank now. And even then, if they get un- put under even the slightest bit of range pressure, they're going to crumble. I mean, that's how it really, probably should work. I don't like them. Like, I I agree I agree with James I think I think this is this is like more in line with how they should work rather than just having kind well, of a any any old unit that you can just charge into and be like ah oh, it's, it's gonna be fine. cheaper and more disposable the old yeah. lists with the right. six like red five are not cheaper they're not cheaper they aren't cheaper how much is an old one uh, they were one hundred ninety I think they're two hundred now oh well, so then they're well, may- no, maybe I mean, they the were too ones, cheap before. Yeah, yeah the old ones. Yeah, I mean, there was like one of the things that was always spammed. Yeah, four, four chariots in every list. Yeah, fucking worst to play against. Hate to play against them. Yeah, it's just, so I, now I, I think I, it's more fair. As a general rule, I think pretty much all chariots in the game are probably underpriced. But yeah, so so maybe maybe this one is on the right line. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe, maybe, like maybe we should view it also from the perspective that, like, if you have impact hits, then maybe you should have a little bit less rest so you can't stay, right? Yeah, but they are—they're just—they are worse. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, saying that they're not—they're not worse, but they're more balanced. Right, and then, and then, okay, you've already what done me out of forty dancers. Now you're doing me out of another raptor chariot. And all. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> Aww. Okay, so so the next unit we have to look at is the harpies. So uh, before we start that one, okay. I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna bow out now, guys. I gotta I gotta wake up and take care of my kid tomorrow. So okay, <laughs> it, it, it is like two a.m. here, yeah. so no stress. Yeah. good luck, dude. Yeah. But thanks for the call, and yeah, uh, I'm finishing it. See you. Okay, so, so the Harpies are uh, base 8 moles, and you can add only 4 extra, and you get 3 units in the army. Uh, so they move 5-10 on the ground, and 10-18 uh, uh, in the air. And they have Scent of Blood and Skirmishers, and hard targets. So uh, I guess they're similar to before, but they've, I mean, they added this. There's, there's, there's quite a few changes okay. to this unit, like very nuanced changes. So, so they have Strength 4 this time. Oh. Which is slightly better. Um, obviously, the eight models is quite a maybe. Maybe Fraz would call it a contentious issue. Yeah, because you I, have I to. Would, add, like, would, if you're a dreaded it. player, you're you suddenly if you have ten for two years of five previously, you have to add some or just play one unit, I guess. Yeah. Cass, Cass, I have ten. <laughs> I got ten six. Six or fifth, I don't even know because I've never played Warhammer. But I got ten of the old metal ones, right? 
they go for like twelve pounds pop. Or yeah, maybe, but I mean, but they're I, also the shittest malls. Like, shouldn't you be able to? Like, you can find some booby ones to buy. Yeah, right. so many. Atlantic sells like eight or ten for like a five or eight. And then I've got to find six models that fit my army, and it's going to cost me fucking however much. Or you could sell your ten, make one hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> 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 I want 10% now as well for an upside here. James is like the capitalist. He's <laughs> like, no, no, James, don't get too English. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of reason just just sell you sell your own ten hobbies for 120 quid. Then buy like an avatar of war unit for 30, and then you get 90 quid and you have the ten hobbies. <laughs> Such a voice of reason. <laughs> James, I'll tell you what, the next the next EPG. The money I make on that is going to all over our tequila. Nice secret room tequila. <laughs> Luxembourg. Yeah, probably only oh, five tequilas. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it so bad. And we'll all be um, in fucking Irish onesies as well. Do you know what we even remember as that? Like in Serbia, without 90 pounds worth of tequila. <laughs> It'll be good. In fairness, ninety pound Luxembourg is probably a drink each. Like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the leg of a prostitute. Like I'm saving money already. <laughs> like, well, like we'll make a little fund each. You know, like in your savings account. What, one pound per month. Yeah. <laughs> the next two years of Corona before it's everyone starts <laughs> selling their valuable models now. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to Luxembourg next year, whether ETC is happening or not. I'll, I'll join you. I've got flights. Uh, mm. Fuck it, we're going. It's a date. Yeah, wherever. All right, so so Harpy's press. What's your what's your opinion? I just don't. I, I, I'm glad they're down to 160 points per model. I I fought that so hard for you. I mean, I I, I fought I'm that now, so hard for you, dude. Were like, they more expensive? Or? Yeah, they were like 180. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for that, and I'm gonna thank you a lot for fucking fighting the tall rule where they could take one pyro hit and just disappear. Wait, wait, why the fuck were they tall? Oh, so they could charge wash more machines. So they could charge over stuff. Okay. Well, they used to have this rule though where they could like on, on average they actually, charge they actually never killed a war machine, but apparently you wanted to charge them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, th- I think um, may- maybe defensive skill is going to get a boost in the final version of this book. I think it was to pin things as well, wasn't just, it? Just, it wasn't as a, just as a side to kill them, it was to pin things. I charged eight, eight, eight harpies into a single goblin chariot, lost combat and broke in my turn. Don't worry, charge you guys into fucking anything. That uh, sounds like your fault. Ah, uh, no, but Smith and Henry were telling me, oh, they're really good on the charge. I was like, ha, I can't wait to put this in the PT report where I fail miserably. To, to, be, to be honest, they used to have, like, advanced 12 on the charge. <laughs> so it was what? a little, little bit different to what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, when they were good then, I thought. Uh, They're not supposed to fucking fight. They're supposed to flap about and stand away. No, it was only on the charge against cast, shooting units or something. Yes, exactly. 
they, it was they, a weird like who gives a fuck about these special rules they're just there to die <laughs> um, yeah. but, I will go I'd like to say the team have done a good thing where they took out a lot of rules below to yeah, take out yeah. the charge in the I really and that. they took out the weird thing where you blocked line of sight. They had all these they had all these special rules because harpies weren't supposed to be pure chaff and it was just a total nonsense. And they just bloat for the sake yeah, of bloat yeah. and they took it out. It was total bloat. So, um, so now now you're happy that the hundred and sixty points and you can just play. No, them. I'm I'm not happy. I still think they're very overpriced um i'm happier i'm not the one thing i really hate is i hate the eight models eight models makes no difference from five models apart from against a less experienced player where you can chaff three units i think yeah. you should just give me your harpies and then and <laughs> is that you? you're selling your ass to the british crown already <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, Gorgons then. <laughs> yeah, let's do Gorgons. So Gorgons, I think these are one of the best units in the whole yeah, book. So, so these are quite interesting. So you can have, so they start at one mole, and you can add two more. But you can have maximum three moles per army, or two units. So like two units of one, or one plus two. So, so you can have three, or you can have, in one unit. Yeah. You have two times one. Yeah. Or you can have one and a two. Yeah. Or you can have a two... <laughs> two and a one, that's the same, Henry. The same. Well, I didn't say I was two and two. So, uh, so. <laughs> 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 they're, they're large balls, they're large dudes, like large beasts on a 40 mil base. And he moves <laughs> 7 14. Okay, and they're free HP and um, like, like strength rest 4. They have a five plus ages. They have four attacks each at the guildy five. Four. And, yeah, four. And uh, strength four. And uh, they, uh, well, yeah, they come with uh, oh. fear, fearless, strider, and supernal. So they're not gonna flee. Uh, they have lightning reflectness, uh, reflectness, and ruthless efficiency. And then they have their special rule, which is called pet fine stare. And we went through this before, but it's uh, it's an attack on uh, initiative step ten. And for every model, you get two hits against somebody in the base contact with AP 10, and it wounds on a 4 plus against standard, 5 plus against large, and 6 plus against gigantic. So, yeah, the basically yeah. The, the background to the Gorgons is that the, the cult of Yemma um, yeah, have some kind of affini- uh, aff- affiliation with the Gorgons. Okay. So, Yemma is the god. Like the image is like the Gorgon. Mm. So there might be a chosen elf from the cult of Yemma that gets chosen to become like um, an avatar of the god Yemma. So they'll make some kind of demonic pact with the, the god. And as a result, they will the elf will become a Gorgon. Is this like the only well, way you can create Gorgon? This is the only way you can create Gorgon. Ah, so okay. it's very, very rare. So which like is all why, the Gorgons used to be elves, basically. Yeah, which is why, firstly, they're very limited in the army, and secondly, is why they have lightning reflexes, is why they have ruthless affinity. So yeah, so they they are an elf, but they've become a Gorgon in the in their like kind of cult. Yeah, this is the same as the Infernal Dwarf and Tauruk background, though. Yeah, kind of. It's like, oh, he was a dwarf, and now he's a dwarf with yeah. four legs. He, he, he was oh, a dwarf elf, elf and now he's a snake elf. 
Yeah. Like bestiality is rife in Nice Age. <laughs> I mean, like, Henry is from Denmark, so... Yeah, bestiality in Denmark is legal, so, you know, so oh, it is. Oh, oh, no, I didn't shag the bull. The god made me the bull. <laughs> uh, this unit is, um, for me... I'm probably just going to say bananas. This unit is like either the best unit of the battle or the worst unit of the battle. Because it's, see if you take three, obvious, right? yeah, if you take three, they're dead turn one. Or um, I've one shotted a Doom Lord on a big unit, like before the bait, the guy swung. Like so, this unit is is so. so, like, so is it- is it the petrifying stare, or like what is it that makes it? It's, it's like four, um, four attacks, strength five, plus one to wound. Oh, yeah. You're twelve. No, 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 it can't be stomped. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you get halberd. I guess is important. Yeah, so you take the halberd, right? So this is this is. Uh, I was surprised they were attack four, but I remember now. You get twelve attacks. You hit on twos, so you get ten hits. So you're then wounding on fours at AP two. So. On top of that, all you need to do is roll one or two sixes out of six. I'd yeah. have one shot. I think these guys are really good. I like the way as well they can take them ones, twos, trees, whatever way you want. Yeah. Nice cool. flexibility. So they can be like chaff, they can be like yeah. I, I, I really like the versatility of this unit. Like I, Every time yeah. I'm going to take at least one in my army. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, I think just as a chaff unit, they're really versatile. Yeah. Why I mean, is it, it not a Medusa anymore, though? You, you What's take... wrong with Medusas? Medusa yeah, is I'll... a specific Gorgon. Is it? Yeah, Medusa is like a, a is like a Killer. a personified Gorgon. So it's like an okay, like so... let's say like the Hercules is a human, and Medusa is yeah. a Gorgon. Right. And then my I, other question I, is, I would rather you call me Hercules than a human. To be fair. Sorry. I'd rather you call me Hercules than a human. To be fair. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, unfortunately Fraser, too small to be Hercules. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a distinct lack of like nudity and tits and stuff in this whole book. Uh, where's the so tits? We've lost Medusa. Yeah, like, we've lost the dancers. We've lost the witch elves. Like, where's the tits? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can you can model your goggles with tits. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nah, no, nah, but I want <laughs> to be in the rules. Like, uh, Sorry, I seen it too. You wanted to be in the rules. You can breast, you can breastfeed from the gorgons, but plus one to wound. <laughs> can be units yeah. within six. It's fifty-fifty on a one you die. Like it just kind of you know you don't know how it's going to go. You just different things happen. But it's, it's I think this unit is really good. They're really shit. It's like so RPS when you take them in threes. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the way to go is to take one or to take two singles. And... I think you take one or three for me. I, I, I think you take one or three. Okay. It's just a bit expensive for three. Though, yeah, like it? they're really expensive, actually. Like if the, you, yeah, like the first right. one's 160 points, and then you add, like each one you add is 125. Well, well, you, you're probably going to take Halberts, yeah, let's face so, it. So 175. To be fair, yeah. to be fair you get um, three for 390 with Halberts. And you used to be able to like one shot behemoths and one shot taurusaurs and all that. And now it's yeah. like four sixty or something. Yeah, it's like are oh, you gonna take three of these yeah. for four sixty? Yeah, it, it, right. there is. To be fair, since all the playtation reports were uh, 
they all of them said they were really strong. They ha- they have went up what seventy points per unit or something. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, hard for me to tell how they are now, but when they were three hundred ninety, they were just like take three of them definitely put them on a flank. Yeah, like as they are now, I I don't see like I I think it's too many points to take three currently. Yeah, it's like as as you say, if it's rock paper scissors, you don't want to put five hundred points into that yeah, in case no, you're not gonna use it, right? Yeah. I suppose I'm thinking of them when they were they were three ninety in the last playtesting of it, and they were just like, like so good, just so good. <laughs> okay, so, so let's move on to the next unit. Yeah, so now we have a, a completely new unit. Yes. Uh, so this is the Thunder Pack. This was one of my designs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they're free moles to start with, and you can add three more. It's a beast on a 4 times 60 so uh, slightly weird, like a monster's cab almost base. And it's a 5-10 in movement uh, with light troops and scent of blood again, so they charge a little bit further. They have 3 HP uh, each, uh, defensive and offensive 3, resilience and strength 5. Uh, they have a 5 plus save. Uh, they have 2 attack sheets at strength 5 and AP 2. They only strike at a guilty 2. They have a devastating charge of one plus, plus one strength and plus plus AP as well as terror, which is interesting because I guess terror only affects stuff when you charge anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they're harnessed and they have impact hits D3 as well. And each model, as I understand it, comes with two Lash Masters, which uh, are elves with uh, one attack each as well. Yeah. So, so this, this was... Um... One of the units that we we were kind of requested to add, like a a bit more to the beast master yeah. theme of the army. So this was something that we added as as a result of that. We we played around with a lot of different kind of combined units with like beasts and elves like combined, and yeah. I, th- I think this was like a a simplified version. Like just put the beast and the elves on one base. Yeah. And, and just make it a bit more of a simple unit. And I think that's a good idea. Like, you don't want to have different types of yeah. walls. So, so this, yeah. this made more sense from that perspective. Um, interestingly, the Devastating Charge, Strength and AP, and Terror. Well, the Strength and AP actually doesn't affect the impact hit, which is maybe something to consider. Yeah, it's a bit just, strange. Just the way that the rules work. Um, but I, I, I like this unit. I would have preferred it to be advanced 6 than advanced 5. Yeah, it's pretty slow. I mean, sure, you have the plus 1 inch because of the yeah. scent of blood, probably. Yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, this, this that was not my I, my choice. I would have yeah. preferred it, it to be a little bit weird. faster. But uh, that's like, how it is. So The academy-trained yeah. units are faster, really, undercharged. Like, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I've, I've used this unit a little bit in playtesting, and I, I found that it works quite well when you're, like, zoning a flank off, if you want, just want to just protect yourself from one, yeah. on one side. Like, a lot of units don't really want to walk up to to some impact hits and and some Resilience 5 Yeah, it's, it's almost yeah. a little bit like Wing Reapers in that sense, where Wing Reapers are also, like, kind of slow. They're a little bit faster than this, but they're kind of slow but and, like, hard-hitting, but yeah. you can kind of... Sewn with yeah. them in a sense. I mean, I mean, it synergizes well with witchcraft. You can kind yeah. of boost them a bit. And yeah. I, how, how about you guys? Have you have you used these in playtesting? I used them once. The best I've seen with them was the time me and you played the demo game with the ID and the dreadouts and used them against me. Yeah. But 
they're they're good. I, I they're not my cup of tea. They're not like the usual thing I juice. Um, we can talk maybe at the end about my list and stuff. But like I was all about the dread knights, the militants, the hydras, stuff like that. So these guys never really got too much. I played them twice. I think they were fine, but they're just not my cup of tea. I'm not sure if I'm keen on the whole mixing, like having the herder guys back in the units. Any games I've played, they haven't seen to done a whole lot. Like, there's no harm having them there, but it feels kind of like just like two pointless rolls you have to make. Like, yeah, I, just... I, I I agree. I feel like if if the lashmasters were AP one, it might make a bit more difference. Hmm. Or if yeah. they just took like twenty points off the unit and got rid of them, I'd like yeah, that's fine. Like, just they're, they're no but, loss. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, like... I think it's more like the imagery that need to yeah. be kind of controlled by yeah. the elves in some way oh no I, I get it sort of thing and it's the same with the monsters later on but I just think like from a like purely rules point of view so like that yeah, like I, when I, we're standing at ETC next year and someone's rolling their Lash Master tax I'd be like oh for fuck like just do it <laughs> yeah. the way like, it's still just one to win in the first round I think, is, but... I think you could just make them on 40 by 40 bases and let somebody model Two models on the center guy or something. Well, I, 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 I don't. I would probably go in the other direction and just try to make the lash masters more impactful. Yeah, because because like I, I think I agree with you in the sense that if I as a hobbyist, I'm gonna spend all that extra money to find, you know, if yeah. I have a unit of six yeah. of these guys, mm-hmm. I have to have to find twelve lash masters if I want to be like you know really complete. Yeah, that's like yeah. I yeah. mean that could be like a significant yeah. amount of extra money to find all those dudes. Yeah. Then they should I get that. I just think at the minute they're a the token, game, like, yeah, absolutely. At the minute they're just kind of like a token thing yeah. to the hobbyists or whatever. Yeah, so I think they either need to do yeah. something or get out. Like, uh, I think me and you obviously look at it differently. I'm looking at it from a rules way. You're looking at it from, yeah. Uh, I actually want to model these guys, whereas I would just go oh, I'll put fucking three forty by forty things on. I wouldn't even bother modeling them. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a totally fair point. I hadn't really looked at it that way before. I think, yeah. Maybe, maybe make the Lash Masters because you're only two attacks, aren't you? So, uh, yeah. make the Lash Masters. I mean, for, for, me, for me, I would make them AP1. Yeah, AP1, strength four, whatever it is, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cass, you've, you've changed my mind. Well done. Woohoo! <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so, That's a win. Fraz, Fraz, what's your overall opinion of this unit? Because I know you're a bit on the fence um, with them. I think they're okay. Um, they're not interesting enough for me to take but I think they're again another unit they're good to fold a flank I think these are a bit of a, a weird addition when you've already got chance and but whatever uh, they don't affect me unless I just deleted it for them and I hate them yeah, I, I, I can, I can definitely agree that they, they kind of fulfil a similar role to chariots, but at the same time, I think it's a little different, just because, well, firstly because of resilience. Obviously, they're they're have higher resilience than the chariots, so they they're a little bit more durable on the flanks. But but otherwise, yeah, I, I do agree. But at the same time, they they kind of fit that beastmaster theme. Yeah, I, I get it. I just don't think they actually, uh, when you have chariots, I think they're adding really anything. I just, I, I kind of, I don't think they're bad either. I just kind of nothing them. I don't know. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're bad. They just kind of make 
but I know the difference. Yeah, to me. I'm the same. I'm just kind of like, I they're there and they're fine, and like they're yeah, not going to break the I'm, game. They're not going to like ruin the game. They're just yeah. There. I'm not, if I'm someone not wants gonna, to like, yeah, I'm not going to get angry over the there. <laughs> What's not, the crack yeah, with their background? Like what kind of an animal are they, or what? Like so, are they, like the, raptors the or the, are they? Actually, this was one of my weird ideas. Um, okay. so what, what I what I wanted to look at when I when I like kind of came up with the idea for this was okay like what animals were on the North American plains because obviously that's where Selexia is kind bison. of bison yeah so I was like okay bison I was like well okay this is kind of a beast that's famous to yeah. be on the North American plains so I was like okay well let's let's think a little bit more deeper into this I was like, well, what was in the North American plains in like a prehistoric period? And there was a, this animal which has been named the Toxodon. And the Toxodon was like uh, the preliminary name for the Thunderbees. Casimir is just quickly yeah, Googling it. Trying to see what it looks like. So it essentially looks like, um, it essentially looks like um, a rhino with a tail without like a massive horn. So it's kind of like a, a four-legged Beast. He's a poke. Yeah, Come like on. a like a little bit like a, a big wombat or something. So yeah. like a kind yeah. of heavy heavy ish heavy ish uh, rhino minus the the horn but with a longer tail. And that was kind of the yeah, it's a giant big... beaver like yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> like the inspiration behind this. Yeah. So it's any anything that can basically like like run over you, but maybe is not so dangerous that needs like multiple attacks I, I'm so happy it's turned out to be a giant beaver right it's a, <laughs> it's a cow and that they hate the fact that it's a cow and oh it's stupid that it's a giant cow that like hurts people so I cannot wait for them to find out it's a giant beaver I mean, <laughs> is a beaver bear <laughs> yeah, so, that's going to be so, so good and it's want, like don't worry guys it's not a cow it's, it's a giant beaver yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's I can see it on Wikipedia here now. It's got up to one <laughs> shoulder, apparently. Uh, oh, you pretty big. But... I want to join the crew. Yeah, it's on uh, Wikipedia. Like, Scroll down to the bottom. There's a picture of it. All right. I've never heard that. So, so the next unit is the Warlock Acolytes. Yeah, so these are some uh, fast cam dudes. Uh, and uh, Fast cam? A light troops cab. Oh, okay, I'm drinking. Yeah, yes. Ah, fast cab's just a generalization for no, the unit. That's no, fine. No. Don't don't let him off. Don't let him off. <laughs> I, I have my no. drink, man. I have any. No, no way, James. That's you drinking as well, man. That's too. He's down. No, I'm not saying don't <laughs> drink. I'm saying fast cab is like the way you'd say heavy cab. No, no, no. Come on. I mean, James, just find it CTC. I was taking a tequila again. Ah, you can fuck off. If I hear you say that on ETC, <laughs> next round's on you. I, re- I remember you, you literally shot at a tequila last time we were at ETC. <laughs> okay, so, 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 do, so they start at five moles, so you can add seven more. And you have two units in your army. Uh, they're a wizard conclave, and they have five plus ages base and a five plus save. Uh, then they have a rule called warding amulets. Uh, this means that they uh, gain plus one ages to max of three plus for every non-attribute spell that's cast on them. They also have Blades of Darag, which has a similar effect, right, where they get boost to strength if they get uh, spells cast on them. Uh, yeah. And then they have like a normal 
Elven horse with uh, 918 movement uh, to ride on. Uh, then the spells they get to uh, select if they take a champion, which costs like a fucking shit ton of points. Uh, yeah, they get to take a Perception of Strength, Hand of Glory, Twisted Effigy, which does. Um, it's minus, it's minus two cast and can't shoot. Ah, okay, okay, and then the the uh, attribute, or sorry, the hereditary spell, which is the you hit yourself spell. Uh, so they cost base two ten currently, and if you take the champion, they're up to three thirty, yeah. which is very expensive, I have to say. Yeah, but only thirty thirty points per model of extras. So, so the the background of this unit is that the, the acolytes obviously. The warlocks are these kind of contentious figures in Dreadoff society. Are they like similar to the warlock outcasts? The, yeah, the so, so as I said, like the warlocks themselves okay. are like um, these contentious figures. So the acolytes themselves are kind of what, what we describe in the background as double agents. So where where the warlocks are these outcasts who are kind of living on their own in the in the you know, like maybe in their own tower in the in like the American West, <laughs> let's yeah. let's say in the gold rush. In the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the the acolytes are kind of these these uh, wizards who are drawn to the warlocks who want to learn from them. Yeah. But at the same time, are kind of sponsored by the state to kind of look out for the warlocks and see what they're up to. So they, while the warlocks understand that they're probably spying on them for power. They also want to teach them because they can also help them in their studies. So this kind of dichotomy of relationship between the warlocks and the state. So the warlocks are these kind of outcast figures who are very, very powerful spellcasters. Mm. And the state that thinks the warlocks are very powerful spellcasters but also shun them in some way in society. They don't want them to be a part of their society. Yeah. But they want to. they also want to, like, check on them and see what they're doing yeah but also they they don't want them to be part of society so these acolytes are kind of the middle people between the two and so that they're both double agents spying on the warlocks but also learning from the warlocks can they become like the proper yeah warlock? then they can become proper yeah. warlocks in uh, if they yeah. if they gain enough power that yeah. Stuff, yeah yeah that's that's super complex i thought it was going to be like after you explained the warlock earlier, and I was like, right, he's kind of like the weird guy that like uh, he's a warlock lives on his own. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, the acolytes are going to be like the weird emo kids that couldn't get along in academy and decided like, oh, I hate everyone, I hate my mom and dad, and I'm gonna fuck off into the woods and learn spells so, and shit. Like, so like, what we learned <laughs> is that the warlock acolytes is like the FBI basically. Yeah, and like the warlocks are like the weird radical leftist organizations, and they're like, ah, we can't, you know, like we can't. But yeah, basically, can, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sand. So I think that the, I I haven't really kind of worked out this unit yet, even though this this was yeah, kind like, of my design. When I, I don't would really... you use it? Like I looked at this and I was like, I don't, just don't know when oh, yeah. this. Like, there's, what's the there's, point? There's a couple of ways it uses. So in my mind, two hundred and ten points. Yeah. For a unit of chaff, is okay. With a five plus ages, yeah. Is is okay, right? Yeah. yeah. So period, you can get that for one hundred and sixty, though, in hackies. Why would you buy chaff? Because so because can. they're because they're five of ages, yeah, and, like, and, they, they, and they can fight a lot better than harpies. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're strength going to die. So you can also pump them full of magic. Like, let let let's say, for example, you have 
like divination or whatever, and you just give them like reroll to hit. So you yeah. give them reroll yeah. to hit. That makes them strength strength five, five plus yeah. one to wound. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're fucking something. Reroll to hit. Yeah. Four plus ages for two hundred ten points. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So the, these guys are like high potential chaff unit in my point in my mind. Yeah. For me, this this units, I agree with you. I've not quite worked them out either. I think um, what really you want to take this as is a supplement to your your magic phase. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they do that. Yeah. I think five of these guys, uh, especially when you get them to three hundred thirty points, aren't worth it as a supplement to your magic phase. They're so easy to die. It's it's not worth it. But I think these guys, see, when you take them in units of ten with a champion, they're actually quite good. Uh, if you take the the hand of glory and perception of strength or something like that, they they're actually quite a good. I mean, they're not amazing, but they're quite a good wee fighting unit. Uh, I put these into the flank of an exalted herald and put it down to one wound, like change of this unit, and then just mopped it up. I mean, this unit, once you get, like you say, you put perception of strength, your, your like, uh, strength 6 AP2, or you put, uh, you've got your div adept, you've got reroll to hit, divine attacks, they can become quite good at fighting. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I would take them at 10 or nothing. The units of 5, I think, are a waste. Yeah. What I was thinking was the only time you'd use them was if you say wanted to go main character, so you take a general temple legate, a BSB temple legate, and you're like, right, I have four spells, two yeah. adepts, but you need something else. Now I'll you... go conclave for my turret. Yeah, like, I, I, I agree. I, th- I think that's slightly like the other yeah. way that you can use them. You can just use yeah. them as like a complementary thing for your magic phase. Like maybe yeah. maybe you don't want to go full warlock on them on on your magic phase, so maybe you just. You want a couple of good, the good spells, so you just choose this. I played against that quite a few times, like the effectively triple adept type setup. Um, and every single time I played dwarfs or anything shooting against this unit, because you've got five of them and two adepts, they literally only have twisted effigy, and then they can't come in with within thirty inches. So you've got a unit that literally just gives you twisted effigy. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Like, it's it's probably oh, not the best so approach, but like that's kind of where I was looking at them from. Was like you, you take ten of them at, with that, yeah, and then you can look at them from the triple adept thing, but they're just they're way too glass cannon. They have gotten buffs in fairness at the start of playtest, and they were shit. Well, I had like a six up ages, like the same rules. Yeah, and it was like, alright, it was six up ages, and the thing was like, oh no, you're dead. Like, ah, they were just terrible. <laughs> so they they have listened to feedback and improved them so oh, hopefully they'll yeah. keep going towards somewhere that they're a nice balance yeah. I think wizard conclave units are weird though in the game in general aren't they they're a bit like guys are the warlock acolytes is the warlock just like lost his amulet <laughs> yeah they're just keeping it for him it, it's just like put it in a bin by accident or something I, I agree it's obviously I was trying to agree that no, maybe it's what the FBI were to keep the warlocks' badness away from them, is it? Yeah. 
Yeah. But when you get promoted to I, actual I, warlock, I, you, you lose it. I guess they, well, they, 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 not also, corrupted to they warlock. also lost any blasting potential, right? Like before, like way. I, I mean, I remember this decent F edition, and then like the whole point of them was that they had all the magic missiles to oh, shoot. Yeah, and now exactly. there's just nothing like that. For for me, this is this change is something that makes witchcraft worse. Because if you take a witchcraft, or I regularly take a witchcraft master with a Gima warlock, or a, I can't remember what they're called now. I, I think they're just called dark acolytes. Gima dark acolytes. You can take two of Grave Calls, Pentagram of Pain, and, and the Toxic Breath Venom. So it makes your witchcraft master better because you've got this. Uh, they're moving. They're March twenty because they're Yuma Strider, uh, and you're blasting out like grave calls, pentagram of pain, or toxic breath weapon every turn. I don't know. I think Twisted Effigy and Hand of Glory are two of the best spells in the game. <sighs> yeah, but but what I'm saying is, you don't with your your witchcraft master. Nice is worse. I, I just I just think it's different, and I, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's different, but I'm just saying this is another thing why I think the magic and this is another reason why I, I think the Warlock is, is just worse. I think the project needs to rework the whole Wizard Conclave thing. I think it doesn't yeah, maybe, work yeah. as it is for most units, like Briar Maidens and these guys. I, I think uh, to I, me to me maybe maybe like a way to do it would be to reduce it so Wizard Conclaves only choose one spell and then they have cheaper. Yeah. Because currently like you pay so much fucking points that like when you look at it, you're like, this is so many points for this unit. Like, is it really worth it? Like, maybe maybe it's easier if it's just one spell. And it's yeah, I agree. Right? It should be more of a throwaway thing, like, yeah, like buying right. a bounce spell kind of for a unit. But just by, like, you know, 70 points, he gets one yeah. spell. Yeah, yeah you get um, channel one, right? Uh, I don't know if yeah. you do. You get but, channel one. Yeah, I guess. You count, yeah. If you're a conclave, you count as an adult. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, but I mean, I get that I it's good, but it's, it's, it's more like you have like a, a a mage that has a footprint of yeah. what, like a hundred times fifty. The the, the problem know? I find with these guys is you don't want to lose the channel one. You can't go within thirty inches of shooting, so you're literally just paying like three hundred and fifty points for channel one and twisted effigy in some matchups. Yeah, because you can't get them. But you, you don't think you can like hang around the I side? I think just the in general, the project should look like uh, that. No, because uh, no, I've, I've played against these with dwarfs and I've taken them off in a turn. No, no, but it's, 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 it, no, but it's like even like what like with dwarfs, you still get the minus one to hit because they're probably behind an enemy. Blah blah blah, and you, you just take them off, and it's like three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty points, and it's like yeah. eighty crossbow shots that have done it. Nice. No, you're dead right, and I bet you bored the fuck out of him too while you were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the best part. When you see three at your opponent's <laughs> face, you're like, oh, this, this yeah. is happening now. So, okay, so, uh, so shooting so me again. The next unit in the book. Yeah. So, so, so this, this is, is really interesting. It's the Divine Altar, and you can have one of these in your army. Uh, so there's two. I love one of these. Two modes. Two modes. So I think we we just like dropped straight into the modes. So the yep. first one is the Crucible of Slaughter, which costs a little bit more. Uh, and in in that case, you're a war platform and not a leader. Uh, I'm not sure why you get not leader. So war platforms can apparently always be the general. That's weird as fuck. I yeah. didn't know that. Anyway. Uh, okay. 
technical technicality. Yeah, so you can deploy the scoring unit with ten or more moles, and you may never leave that unit, and you can't join another unit even if that unit is dead. Uh, let's see, and then this is the weird part: is that if you're uh, in the melee phase, then all the units that are in base contact with the altar, including your own units, gets minus one resilience, except for the actual altar. Yeah. So all the elves become tough, like resilience too. Oops. Half, half, half again. Half a drink. So that, that's really strange. So let, let's just cover the other one before we start talking about this. So the other one is Effigy of Dread. And this one, you get a whopping fucking channel free, which is... Big dick channel. Yeah, which is great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cause uh, fear. You become unbreakable. You cannot move for any reason. You're like, everything is set to zero. Uh, and then you also make all your friendly units with an 18 cost fear. And you can also dump two Veil tokens to increase that aura by uh, 3 inches, so you can make everybody within uh, 21, 21 cost fear as well. So it can boost itself. Like. Uh, it's, it's one Veil token per 3 inches, so you can go oh, 24. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't understand that. Okay, up, so, up to 2. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So 24. Okay, that, that's a lot better, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then if we go back to the to the original stats, this thing has like a offensive defensive five, resilience five, six HP or five plus ages. Five of armor. Yeah, it has uh, three attendants with two attacks each at uh, strength three AP one. With blades direct, yeah, so exactly. nine attacks. And battle focus. So basically, temple militants with offensive five. Yeah. So uh, so it defends itself. Yeah. So. Like okay, so so the the effigy of dread I think is easier to understand than the other other unit because I mean like it causes yeah, fear yeah. and you the fear gives you bonus with some so, items so, so you get channeled. Yeah, but what, so, what about this war altar would make you else? Okay, so too? so there's there's two ways of there's two modes and there's two background yeah. ideas behind this. So so one of the background ideas is effigy of dread. So it's like this fucking. Scary Massive scary ass altar that's like the effigy of the gods, and all the elves around it are like imbued with some of the gods' power. So yeah. when people see them, they're like they see oh, the light in the eyes and they see the power of the gods coming through. Yeah, and they're afraid of them because they can see like the divine yeah, power. Yeah, basically coming all the elves are super saiyan. Yeah, around it basically. And then and. And they're also like kind of as, as well as being like imposing, they're also feeling some of the power of the gods coming through them. So they cause fear. Yeah. So and then the other side of the altar is is that um, basically what the altar is is this ri like rift in the veil which is transportable. Mm -hmm. So inside the altar, there's like a like a tear in the veil, and and that's what the altar is. So it it, it it's like a box where inside there's like a tear in the veil. Yeah. So you can move it around and you can you can push it on an altar. Yeah, it's like, so, it, like the tear is connected to something. Yeah. Like so it, so like. the the tear is like a conduit to the god. Yeah. So because there's this magic flowing through the tear, um, all around the altar, everything is like weakened. It's a little bit like a like a nuclear reactor that's going crazy. Yeah, okay. So every like. All this radiation is like spilling out into the surrounding area, so that makes everything around it weaker and and uh, and yeah, so it, it like weakens and almost like diseases everything close by it. Okay. So these altars are actually 
housed in like these null chambers in the in the Daphne cities until they need to need to be like wheeled out to, to battle. Okay. So it's like very, very dangerous to be around them. And that's why the resilience comes into play. So yeah. if, if you're near this thing then you're like you're fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're you're not gonna last very long. So everyone's resilience is, is diminished when it's when it's close by. Okay. I I guess to me, I, I was just questioning, like, what, like I, I looked at it and I was like, when, when are we gonna have a situation where I want my elves to be like? How well, much, okay, how think, much think, does it think add, about it like I this: guess. like, you're already resilient three yeah. and very low armor. Yeah. So yeah. most combat units if are wounding you on twos or threes anyway. So it doesn't really matter so much, but it's better for you to reduce yeah. your enemy's resilience by one. Sure. Combined with plus one to wound. Yeah, if actually makes for lots of synergies. But but this is like a big ass model. Like it has sixty times a hundred like yeah. base. Like there's not a lot of elves who are gonna strike. Yeah, yeah, but you also have nine attacks from the model. Okay, right. Sure. So you're not losing uh, that many attacks. The the thing for me is, um, even without accounting any attacks, which are also better than the ones you're replacing, etc., yeah. and, and you're getting a higher res or whatever. The thing for me is. But your tempo mountains, your your thing is that you're you're minus to hit. So if they're rolling a six hit anyway, they're not going to roll the two wind roll. So the minus one to resilience doesn't matter as much. Like if you got the dead guy with the the crossbow etc., then if 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 he's rolled all the sixes to hit, then it's it's not really a big deal. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like, I, I think it's, I think it's like a way of playing, but it's, it's different to, to what was before. I think it's fine. It's uh, the, the other one was better. Obviously, the first one we hadn't played testing, but it was bent. Like, it was so broken. It was. So you could get like eighteen strength four attacks off the altar after spending three fail tokens and just Yeah, so the previous one we gave every attendant plus one attack per veil token to three veil tokens. So each attendant can have six attacks. You can have like eighteen then four AP one blades of Dorag attack. <laughs> okay. With plus let, one to word. Let, let's focus on the curve version. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> But yeah, I think my favorite one's the FG Dread. The minute I opened the first playtesting book, I thought having an immobile altar that was basically like a terrain piece with like some alterations was class. It was like this is so cool. You get a terrain piece you put down. Yeah. It yeah, like influences this, this the was, board. This is one of like my ideas. I I, I think it's, it it uh, kind of harkens back to oh, yeah, of course it was. Six edition cauldron of blood. Yeah, which a little bit that couldn't move. It's just like this immo yeah. immobile piece. Yeah. That buffs your army. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is so cool. I love this idea, and I wish more armies will go with this in the future, yeah. where you have these things that you put down to change the board a bit or that do thing. It's something yeah. I don't know if any of you play Warhammer Forty K. Like looked at it a bit, but they have like fortifications you can put down that you can hide guys in, or they have yeah. different things. Like I like the idea of like having something that's not like just ten lads that you can have like a unit that changes how the board goes like a piece yeah, or yeah. whatever like, I, I, I think cool. that one is, is really cool I mean e even at 200 points paying for channel 3 is pretty good yeah yeah Yeah, I mean what yeah. 50 yeah. points for channel 1 out of the main book so I, I, yeah. you're paying 50 points for the other bonus bits yeah. 
and even if you just want to use the altar as a blocker, you can just deploy it on the line to take up a load of space. And it's yeah. just this unbreakable and, and thing. And on like one side. And... Chaff things. Yeah, exactly. I, I find, Wedge a gap somewhere. I found the same as James. Like, as soon as I opened the book, I thought the effigy of Dread was like so cool, so dread healthy. Wanted to include it all the time. And eventually I dropped it just because in my meta, fear doesn't really matter. So I was paying basically 200 points for Channel 3. And that, that's why I dropped it. And I, th- I just think some matchups, it really doesn't matter. Some matchups, it's really good. And uh, for 200 points, I'd rather just get something that I, I, I can win. I've, I've just realised it got less janky. There was a thing before that I pointed out, but they've changed it now, cause like, which is good. But you use, it used to say it cannot move once it was dropped. Yeah. So you could wedge it between terrain pieces that people couldn't maximize. Yeah. And then like oh, it wasn't allowed to move to close the door. Yeah. So oh, no. it was unchargeable. Yeah. So for about a month you couldn't charge it. So you could like wedge it in somewhere if the board oh, suited. And it's like, all right, so I'm filthy. here. You can't get me. Yeah. Yeah, you you be you're, you're burning customers' yeah, minds. No, 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 no. That's not how things work. It, I, it it happened by accident one day. Martin tried to uh, charge a stag uh, into it, yeah. and he's like, "I can't close the door. You close to me." I was like, "I can't move." And then we were like, "Oh, <laughs> and we're like, no, this is this is broken." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "How do you expect the temple to move to you?" And he's like, "Well, the dinosaur has to move." I was like, "Nah." That that was dreadful. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so they fixed it now, don't they? Okay. Um, but, but, I mean, all, all in all, we think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like it also synergizes yeah, with the, some of the fears. It's such a good stuff, idea. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I think I you mean, have a point. Uh, you have a point for us where, like, uh, of course, you, you, like, you need to. If you take this, you're gonna come up with stuff that don't care about fear. So maybe yeah. you need to take that item that buffs the fear, so you get yeah. some Every kind of bonus. Rune, yeah. it, the, the other. The other thing about this is, I think, um, the Effigy of Dread, if you're taking a MSU army, you're taking, like, a few units of, like, Obsidian Guard for reroll panics, you then also take Effigy of Dread and you're immune to fear. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fear, right? Yeah. So basically, you don't need a BSB because you've got Obsidian Guard and the Effigy of Dread. Yeah. And another, this is another thing, I think, that promotes the MSU style. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I think as well, even with the warlock getting an extra magic dice a turn is class because you're trying to force through spells, like because you have to cast an advantage over their D spells. So yeah. like just getting an extra magic dice a turn is worth two hundred points, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I agree. Got, if you've got a warlock, then yeah, it's, it is worth paying. I'll say yeah. you you value one channel at fifty. It's, if you've got a warlock, it's it's worth two hundred points, even if you're not getting the fear. Yeah. Because you're forcing with extra dice. Yeah. So so next up we have the Shadow Riders, and uh, I mean I don't think we need to say much about them. They're fast cow with uh, with the uh, repeated crossbows on a free plus, but mm. otherwise I guess they're basically unchanged. From what I mean, y- y- if you want to take them in core, you have yeah. to have eight guys. Yeah. So they, that's that's quite they, a big change. Okay. They so, should be core. They should. They should be core. <laughs> What is wrong with speaking in core? That's debatable, I guess. I think it's like a general trend for the ninth age. Like, yeah. like units yeah, of fast I'd cap, be okay if every light troops. I, I'm, I'm definitely okay with them not being 
core base. Yeah. Uh, absolutely shocked. It, I'm not. It I'm needs not. to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it needs to be consistent with the next books as well. But if every book takes the chaff out of the core, yeah. I, I think yeah. I think every book will do. But they, but they're not. They're not always chaff. It like I. I'm not. I'm not going to win eggs. This is the last fucking thirty-minute phrase or segue. Um, uh, this really annoys me. I think this is another thing that totally changes the playstyle of Dread Elves, and I, I don't like it. I, in fact, I really, really dislike. It's just adding adding like sixty points to your core. It's not like a big deal. No, no, it's not. It's adding one hundred and five points if you want to take them with eight and crossbows or five without. It's massive. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I, I like. I think. I think it's, it's fine. I, I think, think it's, it's like fine. a promotion of of going more uh, towards uh, the think, infantry. Yeah, I, like, I, I uh, agree. I agree. Play I style agree. to compare to Pascal. I think this changes the book quite drastically, and I don't like it. Okay. Change is bad. <laughs> no, I think it's so, fine, dude. I think you just need to get used to it. I think so, it, it's going to be however it is with everyone. I think repeat yeah, crossbow but, for five points per model on these guys is a fucking steal. Yeah, it's really Paying good. 200 points for a unit <laughs> that can pump out 15 yeah. shots is fantastic. Yeah, and it moves yeah. really fast as well. Yeah. But you're paying the same points as you pay currently, but they're in special. Yeah, sure, but they can also chaff, but they also shoot 15 shots at short range. I, I, I mean, if you have eight, it, they shoot a lot more. Say, than 15, so. yeah. no, do you not think this changes the feel of the army massively when most people play like two or three units of these from core. Not really. I mean, look, look I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like a dread of player, so I don't really know, but I, I think it's, I think it's fine. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, you, well, you, you can say I, the same, I, I, like when it comes around to high bond elves, like, okay, will yeah. adding, adding three no, reavers no, to your no, units of five no, really no, make a big no, difference. I'm really looking no, forward to when no, they no. redo the UD and you have to have eight skeleton horse archers in, yeah. to get them in court. Yeah. And you're like, how yeah. much do they cost? They're like, I oh, yeah, it's like 15 points for free extra. You're like, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> I think I should be head of the HE book because if he's written that book, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to ruin that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> So so let's let's go to the raiders. Yeah. Uh, so the so first thing in the raiders we have, uh, well, I guess the only like specifically raiders we have is the black cloaks, which uh, are the skirmishing dudes. So you have five dudes base, and you can add five more. And you get three units in the army and maximum twelve models in the army as well. Uh, twenty. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's twenty. The the two is in a different position. <laughs> Uh, and they have like a, a basic uh, elf type of uh, stat line. They have hunting bolas, so they reduce uh, the flee distance of people. Uh, they have uh, yeah light uh, like light troop scouts, uh, skirmish and hard targets. Uh, they have poison attack base. They have repeater handball with two shots and a free plus, so that's the twelve inch uh, strength free AP one. Uh, and they can uh, take a champion as well. Yeah, I, I really like these guys. Um, yeah. back, background wise, they're like part of the hunting lodge, so they, they have the hunting bowlers. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the slaving people, I guess. Yeah, to to an extent, like the yeah the like the hunters. So they so. Oh yeah, like yeah, anything I guess. Any, anything like yeah. the, the same with the the shadow riders and the assassin. They're all part of the kind of the same. But the shadow riders. So the Shadowriders do actually have hunting bowlers yeah. as well. Okay, Same with the assassins. Like all, all the hunting lodge units have hunting bowlers. Okay. Um, so that kind of uh, identifies them to, yeah. to begin with. 
And then I think I think they're really good. Yeah, me too. I think the only thing limiting them is the range of the shooting attacks. Yeah, they have that, to get really But that basically up. just means you, you're only going to be starting shooting from turn two or three. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can scout them, you're going to start. No. If somebody lets you... I mean, it, it depends how bad play you're playing against. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like, what, what kind of army they have also. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, you... Yeah. If, if you're playing it. against like a, a like a U army that needs to stay really compact, like they maybe they can't block your scouts, you know? Yeah. 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 If, if you're playing against dwarfs, then they can not care about the scout. But if you're playing against somebody that needs to push to you, um, who cares about five e guys getting behind you? Yeah. The thing that really changes the dynamic is, um, assassins can go in them. Yeah. And then That's all true. of a sudden. Oh, yeah, sure. oh, then it gets fun, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm running a five of the, five of these guys in every list I have because yeah. I, I think they're so useful and they're very versatile. Uh, For 150 yeah. points, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I would run one unit as well. I think it, they were always an iconic, like old Dread Elf unit as well. So it's good that they're still yeah. like part of the whole. I absolutely yeah. love them. Yeah, we, we, we were discussing giving them like a great weapon option. But it yeah, was basically just yeah. decided not to overcomplicate it, and yeah, because because they're currently like, yeah. weapon option, but they, they just don't need it. They're, I think I think this unit is brilliant. I, th I think yeah, it's I good like this. It's like it, it, it was fun. Like it, it was fun at the point with with the great weapons, but I think they're probably gonna step on our units' toes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the one unit that wouldn't be within the all purpose one to wound. So giving them great weight makes sense, but now are you maybe pushing them too high? Maybe. They maybe they had maybe. also had AP one in a lot of um, iterations. Yeah. But um, basically, basically we had to reduce the points value of the unit, and yeah. that was what we had to what we took out to reduce the points value. Yeah, I mean they're really cheap. Am, like 150 points yeah. currently is very cheap. Yeah, but it basically couldn't be over 300 points. Yeah. For the unit. When yeah. all things were considered, and and so that we kind of we had to so, like compromise. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, you you pay a lot extra for the extra moles. Like the five first guys are fifteen oh, yeah. each, and then, you, and then you oh yeah, thirty. Okay, yeah, sorry, I missed kind of Yeah, but still, but yeah. yeah, you still want to run them in fives. For yeah, the, I think I think five fives or eights or nines or five something. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, I think they're really good. They're, they're really good, basically. So, so let's yeah. go to the destroyers category. So here we have two entries. So first up, we have the hunting chariots for two hundred points. You get three of these in the army, and they're a fast chariots, so they're movement nine and march nine. They also have the hunting bolas uh, because they have hunting in name, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're they have elven horses instead of raptors and uh, two crews with light lances, so like a little bit less on the charge. Uh, they only have D6 impact hits, uh, but they come with a Dragon's Bane Harpoon, and this is a range 18, one-shot strength ten, strength 6, AP 10, with D3 wounds, quick to fire, uh, reloads, and if you shoot something with Towering Presence and they lose a hit point, uh, they can't use Fly or Swift Stride until the end of the next turn. Fly and Swift Stride. Yeah, Fly and Swift Stride. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of hamstring a little bit. Uh, so, so the difference from compared to the old hunting chariot is basically the strength reduces six compared to seven. Okay. 
The AP yeah. has gone from three to ten, That's which a big is difference. quite a big difference. Yeah. And then yeah. the the additional um sh- like flying switch stride is, is a little bit different. Okay. Uh, but you lose lethal strike, I suppose. It's oh, AP yeah. four the current one. It's AP four lethal strike the current one. Okay, so AP ten is probably slightly better. Slightly better, right? Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's the same the, thing, except you more, don't get the regen yeah. save or force shoot save. Yeah. 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 Drink. This, this one is slightly worse against monsters, but slightly. Or it's better against characters and slightly worse against yeah. monsters. Yeah. Characters and Cal, I guess. So I, I think this was also the, the kind of the choice behind the design. Like, we, we were a bit concerned about. Um, like one up cowboys. There's, yeah. there's not that really that many things in the the army book that can deal with them. Yeah, so, this was this was before the judges were AP four as well. Yeah, and this was before the the sass had changed to multi wins character and stuff like that. So yeah, so, it was, so uh, the cowboys were a really big problem with the book when when this was made. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a concession to to kind of the AP ten and the D three wounds was like a. Okay, this would be really good against cowboys, and then anything with fly is going to be yeah. be a bit hindered on it. So, so it, it it makes sense. And for two hundred points, I think it's like a fairly good good unit. I think it could be maybe a little bit cheaper, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like especially impressive. Yeah. It's it's still a chariot. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like I, slightly worse than raptor chariots in terms of chariotness, but then it also has a shooting weapon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I use currently, I think Pump and Chariots are one of like, the least appreciated things in the Dread Elf book. I think they're really good. So, literally, the, the difference is the, the strength 7 and 6, the, the AP. And I think the, I can't remember exactly, but I think currently, instead of Blues uh, and Swift Stride, they get like a, it's a, it's basically like a movement a decrease where they lose. Minus two advance, minus four march. Yeah. So this yeah. one, this one fucks fly more, but it doesn't fuck tower and presence as much because there's like I think it's tower and presence minus two minus four. Okay. So it's worse against monsters, but it's better against flying. Yeah. And it's better against cowboys, but slightly worse against. Um, monsters. So, so, so think, it's, it's a little bit different, but I think it it plays to like the strengths and weaknesses of the army a bit better. Yeah, I I quite like it. I, I mean, I, I think I'm in the minority that likes current hunting chariot written by the forums anyway. So, yeah, I still yeah. I still quite like it. So so to me, I think that the the main thing that makes this unit grow weaker is that when you when you go to the next unit. You see what you want in this category. And uh, the next unit is the repeater battery. For 200 points, you can have three in this army. And like I, I don't like to me, I think this is like we're going back to the origins of this podcast. <laughs> where you rate lists out of like out of three sheets. How many boat throws? How many boat throws do you have in your army? And if you have less than three, you're a failed player and you shouldn't <laughs> play the game. So <laughs> So So I think okay, for like I, I wanna have a few comments on this. Yeah, okay, so let me go through it first. So my, my So before, like before, okay, before, before, before you go, before so go my, my first comment on this is that the the design guidelines said that drills have to have short range shooting. Okay, cool. 
The second guideline is that they have to have maneuverable short-range shooting. Cool. And my third point is that this is fucking broken. Yeah, okay. So let's, <laughs> let's go through it. I'm very excited. Like, it, this is the thing. Like, this, this is like the one thing in the book that I think uh, is really good. So it's, like, it's way, way too strong. So it's to me, way, way, way too strong. When I read this book, it's this Whoa. unit and the repeated crossbow. So I've like, been oh, saying this I, from the start. From I would, the start. As soon as on the team, this is too good. I, I want to play this, this army for yeah, these yeah. two units only. So, so like this, this unit, it has uh, movement five inches. It's a war machine. It can move and fire. Yeah, move get fire. Tip. It has like all the normal war machine shit. Uh, and then it has its weapon. And it's 24 inches. It's eight shots. Eight? Eight, eight shots? With, eight. with strength five AP2 and move and fire. I, I don't know what to say. It's 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 so yeah, okay. good on a free plus. So it's going to move and yeah, shoot so, okay. so you have to think about, like, think about it like this. So a normal bolt thrower, yeah. elf, elven bolt thrower, yeah, at forty eight inch range, yeah, six shots, six shots, yeah. hitting on four plus. So usually at long range, right? Yeah, but it's strength four. Yeah, wait. So okay. normally you're hitting three times strength four AP two. Yeah. So with this bolt thrower, like a, like let's say you let's say you have to move. Yeah, sure. And you're usually going to be long range. Yeah. So if you move, then you're hitting on five plus. Yeah. With eight shots, strength five AP two. So yeah. you're hitting like let's say two or three. Two, two yeah. or three. Yeah, so like strength a five little two. bit less maybe. So it's about the same. Yeah, it's about if, the same, but you want higher strength. If your opponent allows you to move into a place where you can just keep pumping away. Yeah, or you stand still and or you, you, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. if, if you move into a place where you can shoot, like first turn you're gonna have to move. Yeah, sure. So like after that if your opponent moves into a place where you can take advantage of that and you don't have to move, yeah. then you're hitting four shots, strength four, strength five, AP two. Yeah. So it's one more hit at one more strength. Yeah. So it's not that much better than a regular bolt thrower, but, but, but it's also more expensive. Yeah, but you have, like, the thing I think that you need to consider here is that you have the casino effect with this bolt thrower. Like, the fact that you roll eight dice... For each of these, is is just like, I mean, you you're definitely gonna have those games where you just go like, oh, I'm gonna shoot, and then suddenly you hit six out of eight, even though you hit yeah, five plus, yeah. and you just like fucking destroy shit. If, if Sassiel was on right now, he yeah. would be yeah, reporting be, all this shit about the be what screaming. happened. <laughs> I I kill like a forsaken one in like three rounds. Yeah. Sure. So like that that to me is like this this is this is like the the one for the lucky guys like this is what you want to take if you know that your dice are bad you, know? you, have, you have those shit Ra- dice. Rasmus will love this shit. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're here a couple sixes. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say about uh, these is I never took these in the current book, and I now always feel too, and it's mainly because I like to play like the MMU infantry type style lists when you lose like a div when you lose an end striking fates judgment or like two of the alchemy spells all of a sudden you need to have these repeater batteries for the models that are going to move yeah so i feel like these are now they're they're i would say there are actually i would agree with you i think they are better just because like you say you're rolling eight dice and the spike potential is obviously good but i also think the magic phase makes them more needed are more required than the current bolt throwers that are. 
Yeah, I, I mean, also with the fact that so much of the army has this Sound of Blood rule, yeah. like, these have the potential, like, you can you can yeah, use one of these to put on, like, a wound on anything, yeah. and then I, suddenly... I, I think, on average, yeah. this should do one, at least one wound on most units. Yeah, exactly, and then suddenly you charge better, you're on a hill, yeah. wherever it is, like, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I think at the same time, the Dreadelf army just needs something like this mm. to kind of force the enemy to close to you. So while while this yeah, is really true, strong, I, was I think it's almost needed in the and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'll let, let James speak. I was like, I was using two the whole way through playtesting, and like they're always kind of fine. Like you know, they do two or three wounds, whatever, blah blah blah. Like, but like for four hundred points, it's like, do you know, what? I'd be better off just buy another Hydra or something, and just like yeah, push um, the shit in I, with that. Like, I was like, I totally actually. That's not planned at all. I don't know if James is going to say that. I done exactly the same. I had two for like the manoeuvrable units going around the side. And I'm kind of somewhere in the middle where I don't know if that's better than just doing shitty strength three shots marched up in your face and then having mm. an extra unit of dread knights on the flank. And then, I, I don't think they're bad. And, that like, we, they're definitely that, not an auto included thing. Yeah, that wee crossbow unit does one wound to a monster, and all of a sudden you get your Jade Knight sitting there with plus one. Mm. I, I, I don't know where the. I don't. I, I, I still think they are good, and I probably would put two in most lists, but I think there is kind of a balance there to be made between taking the core boys and Dread Knights. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think I think you can spend your points in a more maybe more efficient I, way. I think there's based two. based on the synergies in the list. But yeah, I still think, I think these are, I still think these are viable. I still yeah. think these are very good. No, yeah. like to get I, I think they're a great design. So they are good, dies. but they're not an auto include. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Because of the magic, I would still put two of these in every time. But I do agree yeah. with James. I think there is. Uh, because of the core guys, you march them up, shoot, you take a wound, and then you have two units of Dread Knights, one in each flank. Right, there's another way to deal with it. So you do yeah, have I two different builds there. But yeah, I would still... But they're, they're decent, yeah. They're decent, and there's definitely nothing wrong with them. Like Just because I was considering dropping them, like they, they are fine, and it was a hard choice. And like I did yeah. play them for the... 15 like, games like, before I got kind of like, Casper yeah. is just looking at 8 shots eight strength 5 yeah, like, AB2 I, I think to me it's also the oh, fact they, that they're on that magical barrier of the strength like it, like, it, like the strength 5 suddenly yeah. like just opens up the target possibilities for these compared to so think, two think of it like 2 sky loops yeah Cass, the, other, the other thing is you, you hook them in the centre you have one unit in the center and everything else is kind of the other side of the batteries and your div bsb is in right in the center or your div general he's just bubble every uh, rose to hit well yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't affect these because the bubble is yeah you can't attacks, bubble for shooting yeah you want the battle focus at witchcraft because it's a hex and yeah. so you try and force that true yeah, yeah you've got You've got the six inches reroll to hit, you can bubble. That, that's what no, I was doing. The bubble doesn't work. The bubble doesn't work for sure. Yeah. I, I, like, to me, I, th I think, like, when I looked at this initially, I was like, this is, is crazy. But I, I mean, I see your points that, that, like, sure, because you probably have to move, you're probably not going to get as many hits, but just the, 
the fact that there's so many shrimp five shots seems like really good to me. Like it, it just it seems like there's going to be situations when you, when you where play it's it, really when good. you play it, it's good. But yeah. it's, not, it's not like as much as you think. Yeah, I it's just fine, I, don't know, I just like just I just feel somebody needs to bring the sheep dice like to this. <laughs> it's like. Wait, wait until Rasmus plays it. No, we'll so, so, okay, so you need, you need to have Rasmus versus Oliver. And then it's just like, <laughs> afterwards, you're just going to, like, you know, like, hey, masturbate. Hey, Oliver, about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, he's masturbating with Oliver. It's like, oh, my God, it's a dice, you know? <laughs> It'll be great. All right. So, I think we'll just take a quick break here. And then we'll come back after and we'll talk about the last section of the book. Let's, uh, yeah. let's get going. Oh. So, welcome back to the Avatar podcast. I've not got my drink yet. I've been chatting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come, come on. on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'm across from the. I can see the fridge. It's like we, we, like, we know we're very entertaining, but come on. Oh, it's the gin and tonics appeared. Yeah. Ooh, oh, so, I want so how many beers have we got through? One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16 in there, I think, as well. And then a little bit of Jameson yeah. and gins. Okay, good. Yeah. We're on the way. We're on the way. Fraz, have you, are you back yet? Guess not. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> guess he's busy pouring drinks. However, we can continue. So, welcome back to Amtime Podcast, episode 57. Yeah. We are talking about the Dread Elves uh, Legendary Army book. We're almost Dude. finished, and we are now on the Menagerie. Yeah, so this is the big Griblies. These are the Griblies. So, Casimir, would you like to take it away with yes. the first entry? So, here's the first... like the Release the Kraken! <laughs> They really kill the entry to like to to differentiate from the other entry. Release the dragon! <laughs> you can have three of these that you can release. And, uh, release the dragon! <laughs> they they move uh, they move six twelve and uh, they they have Strider Water Drain, which is quite interesting. Which absolutely makes no difference at all. Yeah, exactly. Almost <laughs> almost always no difference. But they also have another rule which will make little to no difference, which is called Coastal Predator, uh, which means that if the mole is inside the Water Drain feature, it gains hard target and devastating charge to advance, like plus two. I, so think, would, I, th I think this makes a big difference. I mean, it makes a difference, but it also mm -hmm. is very dependent on the board you play. Yeah, of course. So if you, if like you, if most, you play a standard most board... Most tables have one so, water feature. So, I f so the point... Okay, let me just go through and I'll make my point. So yeah. so then the, the rest of the model, it has like a defensive, offensive, uh, five resilience, five, five HP. It has a four plus armor save. It has a distracting and hard target, so it's a little bit harder to hit. Uh, three plus armor save. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, four, four, four plus. Yep, yeah, yep, it's yep. a four plus. Uh, and then the the big thing about this monster is that it has four attacks at strength seven, AP three, so it really kills sphinxes. And uh, <laughs> and then it has a hatred against large and gigantic, and it has multiple wounds free, so it's really, 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 really uh, multiple wounds deep free. It really, really kills sphinxes. Uh, but then the, the the thing I want the the point I want to make is that if you're a like kind of casual type of player, you might not play the actual map packs. So how many people's have how many people have actual water training features that they put on the boards? I mean, uh, if, or uh, when you if when you, you go if you to play a Dread Elves, maybe you, you have to make a point of putting them on. 
but but yeah. otherwise I might see that the coastal predator is like one of those things which is like a little bit weird to people who don't play the official map packs. I mean, but when you when you go to an event in a place like even Element Games in the UK, which is like the biggest yeah. venue, that, I mean that's like, that, that's true. There's, it's probably like two hills, two forests, a ruins, and that's it. Like there, water is probably one of the less common ones. So yeah. where you're coming from. I mean, I mean, unless you play the the official map packs, because in the official map packs you get you yeah. get water in very many of them. I would say. Yeah. yeah. But no, I I, th I think you have to yeah. kind of see this in a bit of a vacuum, like. Okay, let, let's take away the Coastal Predator for a second. Yeah, it's, it's a strength 7 monster. For so. 365 points. Yeah. This is like a massive anti-monster unit. Yeah. It's strength 7. It has hatred against large and gigantic. And multiple wounds D3. And multiple wounds D3. So yeah. ogres, fucking any ogres is yeah. like crazy shit. Yeah, Offensive 5 monsters with hatred. Monsters, cavalry, monsters. It's it's basically exactly the same as it is now, with two handles and a subjective water rule for five points less. So it's yeah. better and yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it's fine. The key is that, like, I yeah, have it's, it's totally fine. I don't, I don't like the name Coastal Predator, though. It sounds like some pedophile that hangs around the <laughs> Hanging out the skegness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coastal Monster Hunter. Lightering around, waiting okay, so, 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 as you say, this is cheaper and better than it was before, and you yeah. get Coastal Predator. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the Coastal Predator thing is, is, a quite, is, as you say, a little bit situational. Yeah. But if you get the right terrain feature, it's yeah, fucking, fucking amazing. Dominate. <laughs> it's like hard target two. Yeah. Advanced eight, swift side. And, and, and then you, like, it's, it's like eight. having another hill in your deployment zone, yeah. basically. Yeah. So so I think I think it's better than it was before, of course. And it has like yeah. this quite cool synergy with yeah. a, a very fluffy synergy so, with, so the, with the background. I just, I just noticed, which is interesting, is this doesn't have scent of blood. Actually. Does it need no. sense of blood? No, I don't say it needs, but it's weird from a, like a. It's a, a kraken. From from like a you know it, from my perspective, I would be like, oh, all the monsters and raptors and shit have uh, sense of blood, but this doesn't. Yeah, it's a consistency thing, like like a yeah, shark like, goes maybe after it blood. Makes more so why doesn't the kraken? Once we read all the background, but like for me, just looking at it right now, I was surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the shark is like. But crack, the Kraken's not like a Sharknado going on. It's but, just but it also Kraken. has Strict uh, 7, multiple wounds D3. Like, it definitely wants to kill shit, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. For, for me, for me, I don't think it needs it. I think no, the, no, the I, Coastal I, Predator thing is, like, enough. Like, imagine if it had yeah. that, it'd be like, that's 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, from, from a rules perspective, I agree. Like, this is better. Yeah. But, but, but from, a, like, just, like, a, I don't know, like, from a background without knowing the background, from an like, intuition. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't like the kraken is what you maybe yeah. would expect it to be as a yeah. from the background. Mm. The way I imagine it is like from like the watcher in the water from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, where yeah. there's like this monster that hangs out in the water that's like this like tentacle monster. <laughs> it's like fuck you. Grab yeah, and it can hide in the water, which is why if it's in the water, it gets extra hard target. Yeah, why it's like a coastal predator. So it kind of sits in the water, and then it gets extra advance rate when it charges yeah. out of the water. 
So it's like an ambush predator, like it's very I like mean, sucks you into thematic. the water. Yeah. So for me, it's like yeah, as you say, so, very thematic. So so can I give my frass on? Yeah. For just like a yeah, little yeah. Bit? Let's hear the sass. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. to me, the one thing, and this goes through like the whole of my fish, is that this guy he has an upgrade called called uh, Colossal Kraken, where he can increase his base size to a hundred times a uh, hundred fifty. Yeah. Which I assume is for us cool hobbyists, you know, like the hipsters yeah. of the Nine Vinge, to, to make cool models, right? But the only thing you gain from doing this is two additional handlers, but you gain the massive disadvantage of having a shitty base. Okay, so... So, so can I just say that why doesn't the Nine Vinge actually provide a real benefit from increasing base size? Like, there's so many can, can entries... I, can, I, can I interrupt you? Yeah, sure. So... So this, so this, this was something that I fought tooth and nail for. Okay. In the like the last week of the design. Yeah. So I, I wanted, I was trying to push this for like the whole design. Like we, we need to get hydras and krakens on big bases so yeah. that we can use these big models that are out there. Yeah. And it wasn't really picked up. And then towards the end of the design, I picked it up again. I was like, look, guys, we really need to push this because. There's so yeah. many models out there that have like really big models, and we need yeah. to be able to use them. We need to be able to help our supporting companies, yeah, so that we have an opportunity to use these models instead of like a 50 by 100 base, which is so limiting. Yeah, it's very difficult. So, I really wanted to get this 100 by 150 base into the design. Yeah. But the design team was very reluctant to add, let's say, plus one hit point. Yeah, plus I mean, one strength, something like that, to the design. So the so basically the the let let's say the the compromise was that okay, it can be added to the book. Yeah. But it needs to be a very very basic upgrade. So that's why it was free, I mean, and that's why it was only two additional handlers. So so I think I think when you read this in the book. You need to see it as like a placeholder for the future. Okay. That okay. That yeah. we we're gonna allow a larger base kraken, mm. and it's gonna be changed in the future. Maybe it's gonna be extra hit point. Maybe it's gonna be extra offensive skill. Whatever. Yeah. But it's it's just a way of just having it in the book for the alpha, and then as we mm. progress forward, it's gonna get a little bit okay. different. So, so well, I, think I think what Casimir is talking about is that all the armies have like so like orcs do it. Yeah, uh, you big you do have it as well. these, and they're all they're all subpar like shitter versions uh, of the monster. Besides the yeah, yeah. so so and I think I think what we what we need to do as a community is we, we need to go on the forum and make this opinion known to to uh, like the yeah. the higher ups yes. and say like you know like I mean I'm fine with this being an upgrade, but I want it to be an upgrade that makes a difference. Like it like it's a huge disadvantage to have a big base. Yeah. So yeah. I think it should cost more points, but add a significant upgrade. Like, yeah, you know, for, like for me, it should be health points, attacks. If, if I could, like if I could choose you know? something, it would be like okay, plus one attack, plus two hit points for yeah. sixty points or something Some, like that. Something like that, mm. right? Because it, 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 I, I think it like it's fine for for like a pre LAB kind of book yeah. where it's like oh, this is just you can use your models, right? Yeah. But, in a in a lab, it needs to be but something as, where as, it's as, a, be as I said, it was right? like added very late in the process, yeah. and it's something that yeah. hopefully hopefully will be worked upon in the next iteration. Yeah. yeah. So like the alpha version is going to get worked on in the next few weeks, and and as it as it gets progressed and as people come back with with feedback, it's going to get changed. Yeah. So I'm I'm just really happy that it made it into the book. Yeah. 
And now people can build their models on 100 by 150 yeah. and use them, especially these like big 3D printed models that are all over the place and they look amazing. Yeah. So the one, the one thing I, I think is a, a really big plus for that, especially is we'll obviously get onto Miss Leviathan, but you can almost kind of use the same model with like a, a basic extender, which are a lot more common now than they used to be. Yeah. So you could get like a colossal crack and put it on a hundred by a hundred. Then you've got like the fifty mil basic extender now. Yeah. And yeah. Also, yeah. That's that, that, like dual purpose basically. And also, Casimir says like a dwarf player now. You're supposed to say no monsters. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the official party I mean, line. That, yeah. that France, that's why I want him on a big list. Oh yeah, more, more, more greybeard attacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is the Hydra. Yeah, this is the best thing in the book. So good. It's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's uh, 400 points. So that, I mean, it's a lot more points. It's uh, substantial. Yeah. But for the record, it's, I yeah, also but... wanted this one on a big base. Okay. But it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. It's only out. two bolt throwers, though. So. <laughs> so it's an opinion... two two what, James? Two bolt throwers. Uh, yeah, I don't think they call it bolt yeah, throwers anymore. That's a weird name. Uh, I, I've never heard about this beat ball. Bolt thro- what's a ball? What's a what's a bolt thrower? <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, delicious vodka and coke. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, so it's about fifty <laughs> times a, a, times hundred with a six twelve movement, uh, and has uh, six HP. So that's a little bit more, and a five uh, rest and a five strength. That's uh, so a five plus fortitude, and it has a rule called cut one off, which means that if you roll a fortitude save of a six, you recover one of your hit points. It has a strength-free AP2 breath weapon uh, and poison attacks and rage, like the giant. So if you lose hit points, you gain more attacks. And then it also has two handlers with uh, strength-free and uh, lightning reflexes elf stuff as well. Okay, so so this this was like a really difficult unit to design. And we went through like a lot of different uh, iterations of the Hydra before we came up with something that we really liked. Okay. So I, I think if, if you were to kind of personally think about this unit, and I say, okay, how could we make this more evocative of what the Hydra feels like in like a historical or mythical sense, you could probably come up with something that's more evocative or fitting, Yeah. but like 10 times more complicated. Sure. So this was like a compromise between like complicated and evocative. And I yeah. think we really nailed it in the end. Uh, so and and, and like you, you, you could you design. could think of like many different ways of doing it, but like this is what we came up with after maybe twenty different types of okay. rules and, and stuff. And and I, I'm really I really stand behind this. So like it one thing during play testing as well. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one thing that was really apparent in the in the background was that the Hydra needed to have poison attacks. Needed to be like this kind of poisonous monster okay. that like, like makes like acidic kind of breath weapon type thing. So that that's where the breath attack comes from. Obviously has poison yeah, attacks. That to me is like the biggest thing. Like for me personally, I never understood why the Hydra has a breath attack. Him. Like like what why? I, th- I think this is like a mythological yeah. thing. 
but but it's, is it like I I mean I don't I guess I don't know my mythological Greek stuff enough to know everything about the Hydra, but like I never un, like saw it as a breathy type of thing. Yeah, me, me neither. Maybe I don't know my mythological Hydra as the, much, but the the old Kraken had I think it was a flaming breath weapon, and like Hydra's one weakness is supposed to be fl- like fire, so I'd. Mm. I think that was when every breath weapon was flaming or something. Yeah, I think it was. I think this design is absolutely class. I really like yeah. it. Um, when it was out first, it was the six up fortitude, wasn't it? No, it was. No, it was. It's always been five up. Yeah, it's always it been, I, I think. I think I we, think we, we kind of came, came to this one pretty early, to be honest. We had we had a few different yeah. iterations, but I think this one. This one mm. happened fairly, fairly, but, fairly early uh, in the process. Yeah, I've yeah. ran two, if not three, of these in every list, and they're yeah. so fun. Half the time, <laughs> you never get the wounds back. Like most of the time, you're not going to hit the sixes, and you're going to be upset, and you're going to be like, "Ah, shit!" Like I didn't like because you throw your fortitudes, and it's five ups, and then sixes are wound. Some no. games you'll never die. Some games you'll just die straight away. But it's James, so fucking fun. James, whatever. Yeah, it's a game. You had like an eleven HP fucking Hydra running about. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're all the and then the next I mean, game, he'd just lose the six straight away. Like, so you but, can like, actually wait. You can actually gain more health points than you start with. No, 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 it recovers, no it recovers you can So, like, so Casper say over the game, I done five. He'd also like recovered five. So yeah. he's still like running about on six HP. So he's basically like eleven HP. Hydra running about. I was getting, I was actually getting raging in that There's game. times as well where you're on one wound. The, and you, you, can, you can also reduce the Hydra to zero on wounds. Yeah, that and on that zero wound, you can recover the hit yeah, point. And then put it back up to one. Yeah, you can end up with two hit points. So, so to me, I, I think, again, like the, I think the cut one off and the rage and all that stuff, I think that stuff is great. Like, I think you really nailed it. But to me, again, like the the thing that always like I think this is going back like all the way back to Games Workshop and never understood why the Hydra needs a breath weapon. Like I don't get it. Like I, I think, think it's, it's I think it's just like a too present. much stuff on the same wall. I, I think just... it's not a breath weapon, but it's like a flurry of attacks from the heads. But it's just like but it's a poison, breath weapon. But it's like I can imagine all the attacks doing a big frenzied like, like yeah, thing sure. at you like once. Oh, yeah, like I mean, like I get the I get the poison. I get the poison as well. But I I just uh, to me I, I feel like it's uh, like too many rules on one wall. Like that that would be my feedback. Like yeah. I, I like I, I think I would rather have a slightly cheaper one with one breath weapon. I think maybe uh, maybe this comes from me not playing this well, version. Like uh, I think this the, comes from me playing in way back in Eighth Edition, where you had the, like one model with all the rules, and then you had the Kraken thing, which had no rules and was shit. And you were like, "Why does this one have all the rules and the other one doesn't?" You know, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, the breath weapon makes it a good infantry. Killer, yeah, yeah, I think the the one thing I would say about the Hydra is, like, I, I I get what you're saying about the breath attack, Russ, but I think. The, for me, the bit acts like a kind of the blood spewing out or something. The one thing I would say is, I think he's better than the current Hydra, and the current Hydra is 450 points. I think this guy's just a bit too cheap. So uh, I've said it. For, 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 as, for as you mentioned, the, the background piece that I wrote, did you did you like that one? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Um, I'm not a fucking mind reader. I can't remember what it says, but it's good. 
<laughs> you just liked it. It was basically uh, like a, just a, a piece about go farm a bit there. A piece about the, the Hydra against the Feldrak yeah. in the arena. Okay. And they were they were fighting like in a kind of Roman Colosseum type thing. Yeah. And uh, it was like it was pretty descriptive and basically the Feldrake elder eventually thought he won because he cut the head off and then to his crow back. And like, died. <laughs> basically, yeah. So it was I actually really liked that. Um Henry's obviously blowing his own trumpet trying to get me to tell this story about how much stroke my ego for me, please, bro. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm my cock is out right now. Yeah, you're just sucking it. Basically replacing his girlfriend now, aren't I? Yeah, I mean it, it, she's she's gone right now, so I'm single, someone's gotta suck my cock. Yeah, exactly. It's like so dry, it's so dry. <laughs> oh <laughs> cash. <laughs> No, but I, I, I like I really like that you guys put put rage and this like new cut one off rule on this model. Like I, I really like I really like the idea that other models other than a giant has rage because rage is a really cool rule. So like why yeah. wouldn't you put on like something else where it fits? Yeah, it, it, it took like a long time for I us like to kind of well. come around to it. Like we we were like we kind of want to avoid the giant rule because it's a giant thing. And then in the end we're like okay this is actually perfect so let's just do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I, I like so the way the two rules are like counterproductive as well. So you either have one or the other in play the whole time. Yeah, I, I like that. So either way, you're kind of winning. Like, yeah. In a small way. I, I like that they both have a benefit that are like yeah. opposite to each other. I, I do. I think the Hydra is really, really good. Yeah. So, okay, so the last yeah, unit in the book. Last one. So this one is the Mist Leviathan. So this Leviathan. one. Leviathan. Fuck. Leviathan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a drink for that, I guess. I don't know. Kiss me, you just have to drink for that because yeah. it was like the worst pronunciation you could ever have. Leviathan. Le- Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> to be fair, how many times have like Swedish guys said Leviathan before? I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I have said it before. Like, uh, like I have a lot of. I, I speak a lot of English, but. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you can have two of them in your army, and it's on like an absolutely massive base, and a hundred times a hundred. So this bad boy moves two uh, slash four on the ground, but seven slash fourteen flops around. Yeah, it's a jellyfish. <laughs> but when it flies, it flies seven slash fourteen. It has light troops, and uh, it has eight HP. It has offensive, defensive three. It has five resilience and four strength. Uh, it's distracting base. Uh, the thing has 2d3 attacks uh, at strength 4, AP3, so a lot of AP, uh, but a guilty 2. Uh, then it has 4 handlers, which are elves, uh, with the standard elf stuff. Then it has a, a like special rule called Undercover Mists. And what this means is that when you determine uh, the volume cells, if you roll the same number on the die, then the Dread Elf player gets to choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, if you have this in your army, every standard height mole within eight, within eight inches of the Miss Leviathan at the start of Leviathan. your... Fuck, Leviathan. I don't know. I'm too drunk. Leviathan. If I start of the player turn, gets plus four march move. But if they do so, they if they go beyond their normal march, they can't shoot in the shooting phase. Yeah, so so this, this was um, maybe one of my... Ideas. I mean, this one has gone through a few. Iterations. Yeah, like we we had a lot of we had a lot of discussion about this. It didn't. We had like I, it would be so easy if we could say okay, hard eight target. inch hard target aura. 
yeah. easy job done. Yeah, it would be so easy if we could do this, but we can't because of the guidelines. I, so, I remember we were talking about like uh, an eight up six plus plus yeah. years range, and yeah. then even then it was like, oh no, but that's almost like hard target. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and, so and yeah. At the time, I thought oh, you're being a wee bit too strict, but see when you see the full book now that it's released, I actually think ah, I'm I'm glad you actually stuck to it compared to other books we have going on shall we say <laughs> i do <laughs> yeah so 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 basically the concept behind this was as as i kind of alluded to at the start of the episode was that the the dread elves kind of they capture these mist leviathans that hang out on the coast of the of Slexia, and the mist leviathans kind of secrete a mist when secrete. they kind of squirt out a mist yeah. <laughs> because the that, that, that's their yeah. like defensive mechanism so w- when they're yeah. feeding they they like they feed on all like the kelp and the seaweed and stuff on the coast okay. so what the dread elves do is they 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 kind of put bales of the seaweed on their boats mm. then the mist leviathans like follow the boats and they eat all the seaweed but then they secrete the mists so yeah. it, it kind of gives the dread elves a bit of cover when they want to raid people yeah so the mist, the idea behind the mist leviathan is that the dread elves like push the mist leviathans ahead of their troops mm. and give them some cover when they're making like raids on settlements. And so the mist leviathan should give some cover of some description to the dread elves, or at least give them an advantage in the movement. Yeah. And at the same time, they're like this kind of like flying jellyfish. Yeah. Thing and, and I think what I took the most inspiration from was from um, Elder Scrolls. If you, if you ever played the Elder Scrolls games, you have these like Netch or Silt Strider things, which are kind of like flo- floating jellyfish with these like hanging tendrils. Yeah. So that's kind of where you get the two D three like high AP attacks from. So these kind of tendrils hanging down and this big base. Yeah. So that that's that's at least where I got the inspiration from. And where I hope that the Mr. Viathan kind of can be evocative in people who have, who have played these games and understand what it looks like. Yeah. At least that's what I'm going to be converting my Mr. Viathan to look like. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of the idea behind it. And I hope that the concept works with the system. At the same time, I'm I'm not convinced by the rules. Okay. And I would like it just to be changed to hard target aura, but we'll, yeah. we'll see how it how it kind of goes with the uh, process. Having I remember when we were in playtesting, we'd get like basically, I don't want to say forced, but it was like, oh, test these guys, see how they're doing. Um, I remember I took one, and I, and it was when they still kind of had some kind of transport thing. But I basically just shoved one in the tank, and it, what was really good was you basically shoved in the tank, ignored it, you charged over everything into their bank field, their backfield. Yeah, and you've got six thunderstorm to the three. Okay, spend four attacks, but that takes care of anything in anyone's backfield. So the, this is eight rounds at race five. You need to deal with, or I was basically flying over you and just picking up soft points, and for two hundred sixty-five points, I thought they were all right for that, ignoring all the special rules and whatever. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. Like, even if you compare it to like a Chimera or something, yeah. which is a, yeah. a, probably like a little bit cheaper, 
Like it, it does, it does a lot more, and it and it it's more it's resilient and, and and everything. So I, I think it's pretty strong. Whenever I used them in PT, I never used them really for for other special rules. I always found they were really good. You just shove them down a flank. If you don't deal with them, I'm just going to pick up all your soft points with it. Yeah, and and for the price, the price point now is really good. And okay, maybe on your, like your your second or third soft point unit, I'll die because I'm only res five zero armor. But I've still picked up like say three hundred points here, two hundred points there. And I'm in points back. Yeah, I think I, eight eight hit points res five is nothing to be sniffed at. Yeah, I mean also the yeah. fact that it has uh, AP three means that like if you put it on the flank, as you said, press like a lot of times flanking stuff will be armored knights or whatever, and this thing yeah. actually counters that. Like a lot, like if you put a normal monster on a flank. Oh, like sometimes knights just eat monsters, no, right? Th this is like the perfect thing to yeah. fight knights with. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, really eight, good. it's eight hit points. And, and, it's and, res and, five. And, it's AP and, three. It can't be stomped. Yeah. And the, the fly means if you put something in front of your face, then it's, it's even easier for you to get into soft points in the rear. So yeah. I, I think they have a place. I don't think it's necessarily for the rules. What, what, do, you, what do you think about under the cover of the misrule? I, I I just when I look at them, I actually don't consider that. Yeah, same. Same. Um, same. I was, it's a bit of a shame, a, but yeah. Like, do you, yeah, do you, do you really need to rush that bad? I guess is the question. No. No. Like the only no. reason to put that in is if you want to like really push. like even with the inventory, like you like moving up ten in the first turn. Let's say like moving within twelve of the of the opponent's army is probably yeah. is usually too close. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, see see that rule. See if you don't get turn one, that rule's just a complete waste of time. So I look. But even at, if you get turn one, it's probably a waste. Yeah. So so, so the the question is, does it synergize with relentless company banner? Does it? I, no, because that's nah, set nah. too. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's always true. set. It's not. I feel. Like isn't yeah. set like you can still add? Oh wait. I, mean, I don't know. I, don't I look know. at it now. I, I think, no, I think actually, set set you can add, yeah set you can add ten. Always you can't. I look up and see which one. I no, set is a minimum of. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying set is thing. But I look up and see which one it is. If it's always, then you can't. If it's set, you can. But yeah, I'd so so some something like even this. if it is, it's a gimmick. Like yeah. yeah. Even Say you go to fourteen. Yeah, I mean, like maybe then you could like Death Star, like push Death Star into one inch of your um, or something. No, it's always March fifteen. Always March fifteen. So you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was well, a nice Yeah. Why would you ever want uh, even ten inches? Like you say, I think if you move ten inches and you're twenty-four inches away, fourteen inches away. Do you want to be 40 inches away from most... Unless you played fucking ID or Dwarfs. I mean, I, mean I, I also think... I, thought, I like The intention of this thing was like a gigantic thing that you can block line of sight with, and I think it still still does that to yeah. an extent. So I, I, I think even even just, just <laughs> that, it still works that. itself. Yeah, I think I mean every like everything really works except for the undercover of the mist. Like the that I mean, as you say, pr that, probably that just needs to be a hard type one or something. Yeah. I think I think you could actually just take that rail and drop it in points. I think see for two hundred and sixty five points for a flying seven um two D three shred four with attack monster with a shred four thunderstorm, that's gonna clear backfields anyway. So 
I think it's still got a place. I just don't think it is what, obviously... It was intended, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I I think it's it's fine. I just don't think it's what it's intended to be. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. But it's it's still cool. It's still fun. It's still different. I played played against Sylvan Elves with this, and it was... Fucking hilarious! <laughs> it's like the perfect thing at Silver Elves, like Res uh, Five, it's eight it's hit points. All right, okay, you've moved out of the line of sight. Well, I've got behind that, but I've got this big gigantic thing that sees over everything that flies seven. Oh, I'm just going to stomp all over your path. Thing there's it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think it's super good, but I don't think it's. I don't think it is what it sh- should or what it's intended to. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. So so this is pretty much um, where we are with the Dreadelves book. So what's your guys' overall opinions, James? <laughs> <laughs> I I really like the book overall. Like I hadn't played well back in like eighth edition. I played like high highborn elves or high elves or whatever they used to be called. The Brett and yeah, like. Obviously, they're gone the bin since tonight, but like, <laughs> so uh, I've been, yeah, I used to play for Cromwell in the ways, but I learned. <laughs> so I <laughs> know, uh, but I, I haven't played elves much, but this book's made me want to buy a Dread Elf Army. I, I've literally, I think it's been, literally it's been a lot of fun to play army because of this book. Yeah, but you also yeah, made the and, book, so. Yeah, oh, so you can man. fuck off, like. For, I'm but, sure but basically, my my things are that I have I've loved playing the book, I've loved working with the team because they've been really receptive to the feedback I think, and they've like paid attention to it. They haven't had any problem with it. Like someone comes to them and says, "I think this is a bit shit. It doesn't work." They're just like, "Right, okay, we'll take a look at." It. They mightn't change it, but they will like take a look and come back with reasons why they didn't change it. So like. That's really I think they, re- they really wanted to have the best possible book they could have, and like they put everything into like making yeah, I, I, this I would book the that. best that you could have. I think the the team have been really good. I think they've I, I think they've wanted to get a good book rather than like an OP book or whatever. Um, in the early maybe more so at the early stages, the, the playtesting team get annoyed because. They kind of didn't like knowledge points, but I think latterly they did. And I think initially, because everything got near too many things to deal with. I think the, the LAB team have been really good. I think this is actually a really good book. I really, if I wasn't a Dread Elf player, I would really like it. <laughs> but as a Dread Elf player, I just think I just don't recognize Dread Elves in this at all. Like, when have Dread Elves ever been the MSU? Nobody right now, or even through ever all of ninth, has played MSU Infantry Dread Elves. That is now what this book is. It's massively different from the current, well, playstyle-wise, from the current Dread Elf book. It's just, that's why I don't like it. And I think there's there's lots of things that contribute to it. You don't think you can play MMU? No, I I think you can because you have oh, the well, like. Well, 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 let me just say that. Yes, you can play it if you play a cloud core with marching shooting facilities. That is not fucking red elves. 
that is not a Jadel playstyle. That is not acceptable as a Jadel playstyle. I I wouldn't worry too much because the Dreadelf lab team seem open to feedback. So I think if that uh, really is a problem, a, then uh, when it co- when it goes to public beta and everybody's like, here, look, you have Dreadelfs and we can't do this, you'll yeah. have it and they'll say, right, we'll fix it. Whereas like with certain other books that we won't for HR my, my HR babysitter is listening probably so. <laughs> you're, you're a bully and you bully for the, yeah for the record it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm 12 drinks in so like <laughs> leave, leave me alone for the minute but like uh, certain other books take offense whereas these guys <laughs> are like into I, I think, learning I, about I think literally everyone I think there's only maybe one person that would be a wee bit annoyed at but I think even then <laughs> they're, they're actually alright I think everyone in the DA team's pretty good takes criticism oh, that's, well. that's, that's not where I thought you were going with the literally I think everyone <laughs> thought I was after my rant and I was um, like oh yeah uh, everyone does think the, the ID lab team are and but, I was um, like oh don't say that for us <laughs> problem is if you want to play MMUD which is currently a thing basically because of the altar you need to play this cloud core with like marching shoot like auxiliaries, I just don't think. I, I, for me, this book feels like a seven hour book. It's MSU, it's you march your shooters up, do some damage, flee away, and then charge her. It's for me, I don't I think I, for me, I just really dis as a dread elf player. I just, I just have no desire to play this. And I think the magic also plays a big thing in that. Like, dread elves were a high magic, big impactful magic phase used to play double master, used to play whatever. And it's just too much change for me. Um Jedi yeah. have never been an MSU army and now they are like that MSU army. And I don't uh, know, maybe like I I think my army's pretty mixed arms and nothing. The list I was running for most of playtesting was how many times uh, have you had this discussion with Ab Tyrone and say to you oh, I, definitely, I think but, I think he's still a bit similar. Yeah. And you have you have the same discussion back to me. I just think it's uh, as a DE player, I don't. I think you can tell there was no DE players apart from one ACS on on the book. I mean, I mean, yeah. there were there, like there was a few of us on the team. Like, I, I mean, I'm kind of a, let's say a new Dreadoff player because played, I, I started yeah, playing with the book. And you have Smith, who is a Dreadoff player, and Noir, well, who Henry, is a Dreadoff you've played player. both other elves, like, so elves or elves. Smith played for them for a year and was like the only person that played MSU Genels. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like so, 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 so if I can interject, like from from my perspective of, uh, I think I, I mean to be honest, I the old book, I don't think I only played it like with me playing the army, like two or three times during like before this lab phase. But I felt like. The book suffered a lot from being either way too good in the Danish meta or way too bad. Like it was, it was in these phases where, like, suddenly yeah. the whole, like, the whole Danish meta, everybody played Dread Elves, and like the top five, everybody was Dread Elves, or nobody played Dread Elves, and like, like it, it just, like, it just didn't really work. Yeah, it, it was basically just all chariots, all hydras. Yeah. It, it was just like it, yeah, it was like the altar plus like only, 
Plus all the shit the you only, The and, only literacy in the UK was a, like one altar, like eight chariots. Yeah, and, I mean, and, like... Yeah, it was shit, and you just kept 20 yeah, and, and it was and, like, alright, give me more dreadlocks or shit. Yeah, and like, to, to, to me, personally, I like, that that wasn't that fun. So, like, I, I, yeah. I, I think I can yeah. recognize that it had to change somehow. And yeah. uh, I, I, I personally, I, I kind of, I kind of like the direction in the sense that if, if you like if i like if you view the elves on a grand scale and you say like okay well sylvan elves are probably going to be more avoidance even if avoidance is not something we want in the game as such but they're going to be more, avoidance yeah. shooting something like a little bit more like that towards yeah. that direction and yeah. hybrid elves are going to be more probably more shooting more a little bit more static like of the elves like they're sure they're still gonna have fast cab like or fast cavalry more, more likely to be accurate than quick to fire yeah exactly whereas and then like okay well where does that leave dread elves and i think i think msu aggressive msu is is to me at least like the way that i would envision them to go personally i mean that's what i was playing every lesson i've wrote has ended up msu and it's been Better and easier to play than MMU. And I, I think just, I, I think just, what I've been playing was MMU though, and it's been fun. I don't. I disagree. <laughs> your man. I'll go through my list here. Like your man is a mark or whatever. Is MSU one one seven on the forum? You had the best out of the lab guy and a couple of hydras and some shit. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. So, but that is, that is it true? whoever Mark is? It Mark? Is it the yeah? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, his, yeah. his like screen name is like the the drill MSU, MSU or whatever. Yeah, is, his so, name is MSU. Okay, like the, <laughs> so just to do a bit of Henry like, here now, and so, I'm gonna so. stroke myself off here. I'm gonna say like he shared my thing in the playtesting thing once or twice, and was like, "This is what we want like the dreadlock list to look like," okay. and this it was basically my- a, a witchcraft master. Uh, BSB Temple Legate with divination and BSB Book of Mastery and stuff. Yeah. Then oh, a Dread oh. Prince with the paired weapons with the extra attacks, lacerate and touch thing, and Death Cheater. Two fifteens of crossbows. Twenty four the Temple Militants with an Academy banner, so they get the movement buffs and stuff. Fifteen Spearmen just to fill out core. Might swap them for crossbows in hindsight. Uh, ten dread knights with full command lances and a banner of speed because you know you want to be fucking move nine. Two hydras, two repeater batteries, eight harpies, and a gorgon like. So it's pretty mixed arms, I think. I don't think that's MSU yeah. really. So 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 with that, I think to me, like a, I I think the current book is exciting to me personally. I think there's loads of options. Yeah, like like I loads of loads when, of when I read this, this is like the first elf book that I'm like considering buying an army for because i, I yeah. think it looks really like interesting to play Pass. the rest have abilities and maybe maybe i mean like you james you already touched upon what kind of army that you played during playtesting and what you would like to play i guess but maybe for yeah. us you could like touch yeah, upon, well, like, what, fra- you... fra- what kind of army were you playing yeah. in playtesting and uh, playtesting i was playing like three or four special units maybe like 18 18 to 20 i was playing Mainly, like the crossbows and core, because you could at playtesting you could fit four units in, and then just kind of some MSU core, and then basically to 
you had like basically a thousand point, well, about eleven hundred points in characters because of the not leader rule. So by that point, you had like three thousand seven hundred points. No, so like, let's be honest, it's not. It's it's because of Hero Hammer. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why we put put that much characters in court. So no, no, it was literally just because the not a leader rule. And then you have six hundred points. So you probably want four hundred at the point. It was like four hundred points a chaff. And then you had like two hundred points, so you took a bolt thrower, so stuff didn't move around. Why are you why are you spending four hundred points on chaff when you have an army that always strikes first nearly? You just need one chaff unit to stop. Because, stop because I'm playing all playing all infantry. Yeah, but even if you're playing all infantry, you're agility five. Most things aren't agility five. Yeah, so you just need like one chaff unit. Alright, so so just just to interrupt your your guys like marital scuffle here, like um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I played I had a dreadoff list that I, I never lost with. I played maybe yeah. four or five playtest games and I, I think I had something like um, a warlock with a an an heirloom, so five spells, and I had um a temple legate who was a general with a halberd just just in his pants. Yeah. So yeah. that guy was in the obsidian guard, but at the time had bodyguard. So I had two no, units no. of Obsidian Guards, so no BSB, but I had two times the reroll panic tests. Yeah. I think I had this four. This is the list four. I played against. You had, you yeah. had elves with really long beards. Yeah, basically. with moustaches. Yeah, long moustaches. Long moustaches. I had four times, um, four times legionaries and one times auxiliaries. Then I think I had one or two judicators. Maybe one one unit of Thunderherds, um, and then I had like an effigy of dread. And the, actually, actually, the the general had the mask of the Warcrow, so the six inch fear reroll once to wound bubble. Yeah. And then like a little bit of everything, so it was like a MSU MSU army for sure because I had loads and loads of units, and it worked really really well. Like I I didn't I didn't have like any issues. Like I played Kingdom of Ectane, I played. <laughs> Played Inferno Dwarves, had the Assassin in there with the Black Cloaks. Yeah. Had it's, maybe... almost like, it's almost like MSU is the way to play them. Yeah, yeah, like MSU was the way I played it for sure. Like I, I, That's that's kind of the, the play style that I wanted to play. That's kind of play it's, style that drew me to the Dreadelves. Yeah, I, I almost, think it's great. But it's almost as if we mentioned MSU like a million times in that review and Dreadelves never played the MSU ever before. But is that an issue? Well, if yeah. they used to run eight single oh, charges, yeah. that's MSU, no? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah at least now it's infantry instead of single models. <laughs> it's basically the same thing, but they've swapped a single model for Yeah, like, I mean, at least. 100% agree. Yeah, like, at least infantry. Thank yeah. God for no more, like, 10 chariot armies. Yeah, like, at least infantry isn't as fucking useless. I'm not saying you should have kept that, but that was literally the one MSU list you played. There was the only MSU list that was ever available to Dread Elves. Now all of a sudden it's the MSU army. I, I just I'm not interested in it at all. I just what, why is that an issue though? Because I play MSU dwarfs. I bought another army. <laughs> <to play. laughs> but sure, it's all right because you're going to make 120 pound off your harpies. You're going to make more off the. Other yeah, but but Fraz, when when and I get when I get my when I get my hands on the dwarf book, oh, it's man. not going to be an MSU book. I oh, promise no. you. Oh no! <laughs> like we'll we'll yeah. have all these fucking dudes. Like little dudes with guns. They can't feel them anymore. Like no. <laughs> 
I don't care. I don't own that army. <laughs> I, I'm going to make you quit dwarves. That's my that's my passion. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just a broken man <laughs> on the other side. Henry, Henry you've given me this book and I've almost quit Nine's Age over it. So <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got halfway there. Well, like, I'm just going to get the hands like, on the it's, just a, it's just like a, such a sad man. story. Like it's like oh, Henry decides to dwarf book and then it's like fast, just like I'm going to quit the game. It's like we're not friends um, anymore. I hate you. Like, oh, no. See if Henry gets a dwarf book, I get the high elf book. Maybe that's the thing. Like maybe these books should be decided at the same time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you should just bald them between each it's other. It's fine, I, I can just play Drill for now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, our our Queen's Guard now, eighty point skinks. Oh. <laughs> they, they pretty much are anyway let's yeah, be honest exactly like uh, all the high elves have like toughness five hey. but they move two inches Queen's Guard are starting to fucking dominate in the UK apparently really yeah they're doing really well I mean, what they, do you mean apparently they, they're, they're good they're good number they're one the best in both rows I've been <laughs> saying this for years <laughs> there we go James there we go I'm the number one in the UK and I think the yeah. Dread book is shit are you technically UK. number one in the UK right now? Yep, by default. God bless. <laughs> God bless. You know so, so you hear, you heard it here first, folk. Like the the best player in the best player in the UK thinks his rails book is Fraz, shit. Fraz yeah. is the top British in the UK. Oh no 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 no! Scottish <laughs> no. person is dominating English in their own game. Nah, nah. Top Brit. Top Brit guys like Campbell reckons Dreadhub's a shit. <laughs> yeah. So so with that I think we have our Dreadhub review. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. about it. So do you guys have any final thoughts about the Dreadhubs? No, I'd just like to say thanks for the playtesting opportunity. Yeah, I, I, it, was fun. it was good working with the team. I felt like their feedback was really valued, and it was it was an interesting thing. And like, it was pretty good overall. I think where like it ended up with a pretty good book. Maybe yeah. we could go on the screen and ball about it and say everyone's a cunt, but like <laughs> we did okay. Like, I think playtesting did their best to give you the feedback. You did your best to work within the rule team yeah. guidelines. Yeah. Maybe rules team or the cunts. So yeah, I would probably. So actually, can we do that? Where like, can we name out the rules team people yeah, on the next it, podcast? Do it. Because like, Fucking no one ever does yeah. that. Like, like, yeah. We just called them all out. Someone needs that, to tell me who they are, though. Guy, but we just name yeah. them out and tell them to step out for belts, like. Yeah. No, he's not rules team. Okay. Oh wow! You just name dropping people in for no reason. I don't even know who's on rules team. I only know Blondebeard. Who, who else yeah, is if, if you want me to seriously write this up and say the top, top and shite, um, I think I the, Ryan Caps is there. I think the... I is is yeah. Ryan Caps on Rules team? No way. Okay, so so basically we don't even know. who We don't even know who <laughs> the, the Shadow... Mag- magical Shadow Council. Yeah, the Shadow Council <laughs> yeah. is unknown. There, but, wait, wait, wait. The Shadow if, Council if is hiding in this level, I found <laughs> Yeah. But they should step out for slaps if they're not fucking. <laughs> if this book doesn't go well. ETG Scotland and Ireland will take them for a fight. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. So, not even a fight. They just have to step out uh, and get slapped with a stick. If I, if I was to actually 
seriously round up instead of talking shite. Uh, I think the D team were really good. Uh, I didn't have an issue with any of them. I thought they were all really good and they were all like actually aimed at giving a good book rather than like an OP book. Yeah. And I think the book is actually, I know, I know I've just ranted about it and I personally don't like it. I actually think it's a really good book and I think it's probably the best out of the four books that has been delivered, if I'm being Hold on here for a second. I personally don't <laughs> like it. I think it's a really good book. No, no, but I, I, I don't want, I have no intention of playing that at all. But um, <laughs> I just think it's a good book. I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I'd like to play the game. I think it is a good book. Yeah, it is. I, 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 I think, think it is. I just yeah. personally not to my taste. I don't want to play yeah. it. I have no intention of playing it. I'm probably going to sell my Jedi Elves, but I still think it is a good book. So, so James, yeah. if you want to buy you got an easy, easy buy for Jedi Elves there. Yeah, it's like yeah. Actually, then, I will. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, like, oh, for, okay. for somebody I don't know if I can afford those harpies. <laughs> <laughs> 120 quid. Yeah, that's true. Like for, for 120 quid. Fuck that. So for somebody who hasn't uh, like played played them recently, like the I'd like an interesting fact is the first fancy army I ever owned it was uh, Dark Elves back same, in the day. Same. Like same. when when I was like twelve or something same, back same. in like that was that was that was what got me into yeah I mean, same same and then yeah, I yeah yeah yes, yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> like, and I, I unfortunately, no. I saw. We both them bought them because it was tits. But uh, uh, it was so cool. And, and this, like, this, this, like, this, 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 like Infernal Dwarves is bad. You get oh, no, okay. The Infernal Dwarves are, are the bar. redacted. They are but... not the bar we should be setting. Infernal Dwarves are not the bar we should be setting. <laughs> no, but, but, but like, I like, I like how not... you brush over Demon Legions. Uh, yeah, I, like, I, I, let's not even go there. Oh my god. But... Demons are a disgrace. One at a time, Henry. De- Demons are a disgrace, but that's <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, so you know how, do you know how I'm sitting here saying, oh, I want to play MMU kind of fast infantry? Play, play, play demons demon is like trying to throw a hook and dry. <laughs> I was like, oh, they've oh, all got straight infantry. I had a fucking stroke when I opened the demons book. I was like, nah, <laughs> nah <laughs> fucking me. I don't have a PhD. I can't understand that bullshit. No, no, I, I agree. Good, right? I, like, anyway. I, never, I never had any intention of ever playing no. this. Like, the, to like, wrap the only it up, thing I ever had intention of the think... demon book is that I kind of want to know what they do when I play against them. That's all I, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. To to wrap it up anyway, I think it's a pretty good book. Play testing was fun. The team were really nice to work with. But I want to know where the tits are gone. Yeah, where, where, <laughs> where are the tits? Where are the tits? <laughs> <laughs>